Are you Brian Austin Green? I wish. He's held up pretty good from what I've seen. He's a pretty handsome guy. He always was. He's just annoying as fuck. I'd throw him the D if I was into that type of thing. What do I want to start off with here? Let me see. Um, let's try this out. Come, I'd do anything for Jesus. I found over 1,700 times in the Word of God where this word is used, come, and that's not cometh and the rest of the comes, but that's just come. Preaching my heart out for you know what song minutes to, pull to up, an hour you? on that one word, no. come. It was one of our Lord's favorite words. Come unto me, is it in the way come that and you drink, it? Of course come it and is. dine. Jesus said... Come, 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 and it goes on and on and on. Oh, this is already my favorite episode we've ever done. I still haven't got it, so bear with me. When I say come, you it say, means come. <laughs> you're coming. When I turn the when I say come, I say, you say tits. Come, tits, come, that word tits, come is come, universal tits. in its application. Come, what did Jesus say to his disciples? Come, there's no room for discussion, friend. Guess what? Come, come. It commands <laughs> obedience. Come, come, come. How many of you had the Holy Ghost come in you? You come, come. He was <laughs> right, crucified for you. He okay. died for you. He did everything for okay, you. Okay, hit it it's to the beginning. We're, we're already recording. Just so you know. He's come. He's already okay. come. One, just two, three. Major, friend. Oh. It comes and it goes. I don't know if I, this song should definitely be on the uh, Songs of the Summer playlist. I found another song of the summer. It should be the opening and closing track. Yes. I agree. It should be a mid-track, too. Oh, yeah. we got to put it on the, uh, uh, the acoustic a, a, version. A live either. version. Yeah. The live acoustic version. Schwammo Tizai, the Prince of Podcasting. The bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash, the four-time West Virginia Podcasters Association Man of the Year here on episode 221. His uh, Highness of Hiking. Yes. Harry the Hiker. I ran into a Sam Squanch last night or yesterday. Sam Squanch? Sam Squanch whenever I was hiking <laughs> yesterday. We played a, uh, a rousing game of hopscotch, and he... Uh, and then he scurried off into the woods. I think he lives in those Coke ovens down there. We'll get into that. Um, episode 221 of the four-time West Virginia Podcast Association Podcast of the Year. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. As always, I'm joined by the white Samoan, the first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Cannonball River, former intercontinental champion. The Boomer Bogtrotter. The I'm trying to think of all the Duke of Discourse. The um, King of Kratom. The King of Kratom. The Kratom Sommelier. The only Kratom Sommelier that I know. It is old Chucky, a tater, a sax, over there. And, of course, the world's greatest claw machine operator, multi-instrumentalist, multi-hyphenate. Because you're a singer, you're a songwriter, you're a dancer. You're a uh, martial artist. Um, you're a uh, marriage counselor. Um, the Ricardo Montalban of Virginia. The Ricardo Montalban of Virginia. I don't know. That's, I never know who any of these people are. You know who Ricardo Montalban is? Yeah. He played Khan in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I mean, I've seen that movie. He's, he's uh, Khan. Okay. He's lots of things. He's on Paradise Island. Yeah. It's old Johnny Liberty Loads <laughs> over there. Fantasy Island. <laughs> Fantasy Island. Oh, the key change. Uh, taking him home. 
I wrote a song with a key change in it recently. It has not nearly the impact of that key change. Does. Come on. But I do my best. Nobody ever said I was good at songwriting. I just said I write songs. You know, kind of like the podcast. That sounds like a really cunty thing you say when you're like really popular. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, you're trying like to you're, you're on top of the world, it's and, called, and you're just trying to yeah, you're trying to stay. Oh, just full, we were just full boys. <laughs> it's called false modesty, yeah. Yeah. and it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I really think I'm great. Nobody ever said it was great. You see, that's I, the, just, I just write songs. See, that's the problem you know? with me is I I think I'm amazing, but literally nobody else is on board. <laughs> you know, guys, it's it's easy to sit and talk about uh, you know all these things we have, but. The children, y'all. <laughs> you know, I write, I write my songs for the kids. I do it for the shorties. <laughs> oh, God damn it. You know, I um, uh, went hiking yesterday, did the old K-more Miners Trail. Yeah, I was supposed to go. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Um, you're never going to go. That's not true. Ah, you're just not going to do it. <laughs> On days off, I'll go. We, uh, uh, you, you asked me to go. On Friday, Friday evening. <laughs> You're like, hey, you're going to go? I'm going to go with you. I'm like, yeah, awesome. I wanted to. And then, it happens. Yeah, then the message he sends me, you want to do a shoulder before we go tomorrow. Like a, pork, like a roasted pork shoulder? No. <laughs> See, I knew exactly what he was doing, but I'm not participating in the bro, the gym bro talk. That's not bro. You want to do a shoulder? I'm like, what's a shoulder? Knowing I know what a shoulder is. And he goes, you know, a shoulder workout. That's where you like That's where you like put the put the dong between your neck and your shoulder and kind of rub one out that <laughs> yeah, way. Rub it out. <laughs> and I knew as soon as he asked me if I wanted to do a shoulder that he was not going to go because I know what he does when he goes to the gym and does shoulders. He gets the, the 150-pound dumbbells that he has to build himself and then he hurts himself and he uses all of his energy and he doesn't want to do anything for the rest of the day he goes home and he takes a nap is that correct you ate tutors first more or less <laughs> but I, I was not expecting the uh, I didn't do the steps I don't know if you saw my Instagram I posted a picture of the steps and I said what do we do when we get to the K-more steps what do we say when we get to the K-more steps not today not today <laughs> <laughs> little Game of Thrones there yeah I was not going to do those because I don't, I don't know if you ever done it the, I'm aware of the a trail it. it is a motherfucker on the way down to get to the steps to get to the steps as a workout yeah there's no way I could have done that with you but you, that, that was a consideration as well. You've been doing it for a minute. Well, but you. Well, I, if we if you were coming, I was going to do long pointer endless walk. Oh, okay. So, but I wanted to try this one because John said don't do the steps, but you can do the rest of it, and he was right. But Jesus, fuck. But you could have done the steps. It would have just. Been, I would have survived. You would have injured yourself. I'd be hurting today. Yeah, I'm not hurting today. But if I had done the steps, it would have been gay. You could have glory gainered it. I will survive. I will survive. Well, I mean. My heart was pumping pretty hard uh, on the way back up because it's you can crawl all your way back up if you there, want. To. There are segments of it where it's like it's like really rocky and they're almost like steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's but it's steeper than stairs, so it's like you I, like I kind of put my hands down. You can bear crawl up if you want. I didn't, but you can you can stay on your feet. It's you yeah, know, it's it's not. But it's just the consideration. Okay, I I want to do all those things. I really do. But then. That is true. I get in the gym and I fucking go all out for two and a half hours. I'm like, fuck, I have to hike on top of this? I don't think so. Yeah, if you're going to go with me, I'm going to do an easier one. I'm not going to do that one. Right, but that's marks the spot. Oh, looky there. Superman's B-hole. Oh, that's neat. Um, that's that, Yeah, and start small. Like I would, Long Point was, but Long Point was challenging. It was the first time, I did, the first time yeah. I did it, but now it's, uh, there's a couple spots uh, where you got to use the roots as steps and stuff. I that was like that. pretty rough, but it's not bad. Yeah. 
It's the easiest one I've done so far. Well, I don't know. Endless Well is pretty easy. And it's part of that whole thing, you know, wanting to get out and do different things, and especially be in Fayetteville with the place that I love. Getting nature. My second home. We're nature boys now. Yeah. I mean, every week I go get in nature. On I this, think we should get robes. I would love to get a robe <laughs> and go hiking in her. Are you kidding? I'm, and I'm, just make an entrance. <laughs> just make a whole big deal about it like I'm the first guy to ever do it. Of course well, I want to do that. Get a portable fog machine. Yeah. Are you ready? Get a horn section to play fucking 2001 theme. <laughs> no, it would have, have to be a really awful portable speaker. Yeah. One of those ones you can get. It's a, a shitty Bluetooth for $7. The ones that have water in them for some reason. Yeah. You can buy them at fucking GoMart. <laughs> well, look at the lights water. in the water. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. You can fucking light it up. That's yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> kind of makes me want to get some light up shoes. Hey, light up shoes are dope. If you ask this guy, I did have a pair of some light up LA shoes gear. Did you have you some LA gear? They were Reeboks. Reeboks. No, no, I had the pumps too. Oh, word! And they fail to tell you that they are eventually going to just bust out, and then they make a really obnoxious noise the entire rest of the time you have them. I never had the pumps. I, but I did have the the converse that had like a gel in the back. Yeah. And of course, I'm an idiot and I stabbed it with a pencil when I was sure. a kid and all the gel just came out. And then I realized the gel was just there for looks. It really didn't do anything. <laughs> it's like the pockets on Rouge. What could you actually put in? You put a dime bag in there. That's what you put in there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when Rouge sponsored uh, WCW wrestling and they were on the. On the ring posts for like how could I not six for, how could I not remember that it was ruse Tony <laughs> Shivani ruse ruse and the shoes with a pocket ruse let's go to the Gary Michael Capetta <laughs> ruse and troops <laughs> above average Mike Sanders bought to you today by troop <laughs> shoes <laughs> remember troops I don't know that I remember troops troops were um, I remember goof troop they were urban shoes urban shoes yeah. Urban shoes. That's almost as racist as just saying the N word. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't meant to be racist to me, guy, but it was definitely like racial. It was. It was definitely a product geared towards to African Americans. It really was. I mean, come on. I mean, almost all products are geared toward African Americans now because well, they're but, the ones that said. But culture. this was in the eighties. Oh yeah. So it was different then. It was different. That was back when um, hip hop was just starting, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, they knew their place a little better than they do now. Jesus. What? I thought we were opening up that can of worms so we can be racist now. <laughs> so should I go back? Well, to apparently it works in the White House. <laughs> hey! Let's just, keep, let's just say infestation every five minutes. <laughs> it's infested. Infested. Hold on. I prefer um, festering. That's a good one. I prefer festus. I'm trying to... Where's my my favorite drop? There it is. Boom. Come on, you... There it is. All right. A little late on the draw, but what are we going to do? A rim shot. Drop my fucking jewel. Don Rickles over here. Anyway, um, yeah, hiking, I like it a lot. It's uh, It only took me It took me less than an hour to go all the way down there and uh, gather the courage to climb back up you that did piece a little, of shit. You did a little leg along the K-more, the, the K-more trail, which is the rim. Yeah, that, I like did. A, it's like maybe, a rail trail. Maybe a quarter mile going... Uh, that way, once you get to the landing there where the uh, big post is, it says uh, your family wants you to work safe or whatever. That was really cool, man. Like, all this, sh- I, I do want to go to the bottom and check out the fucking ghost town that's down there. There's yeah. a ghost town down there? There's a ghost Fuck, town. Fuck, we're there. going. I love ghost yeah. towns. We're going to have to work that's, it out. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to, both of us are going to have to. It, it can't be a shoulder day. No. <laughs> or it definitely cannot be a, a leg day. No. <laughs> no, that, that would be the that's leg day. That's your leg day. Okay. For sure. Yeah. My, my legs were wobbly from coming down. 
And then I realized, oh, I'm going to have to use an entire different set of muscles to go back up. This it is can't great. be an arm day anymore either because I started <laughs> doing a Lee Priest arm workout. I don't know if you're aware of this guy. Lee Priest. Uh, he's, a, he's an Aussie. He's. It doesn't sound like five by five to me, Dutch. He's still doing his five by five. I'm doing basically I'm doing five by five now as a warm up. That's <laughs> basically what's happening. But no, um, it is two solid hours of nothing but arms, and that's supersetting. So, supersets uh, remind me again what supersets are. Like okay, I'll do a, a, a barbell curl and then I'll immediately go over and do a close grip bench press. You know, bench press with no no break with no break. Yeah, close um, grip bench press is like right in here where well, you actually I do mine a little bit more. Shoulder because I'm out fairly wide. A tricep bench press. Right. Yeah. Um, This guy. This guy. Is fucking. I mean, his arms are. For for one thing, he's 5'4". So, you so know, just a little taller than you. Just a little taller you. than me. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I need to start, start getting myself ready for those jokes. Um, his arms are fucking enormous. And this is without even when he wasn't on steroids. So, I, and it's just sheer volume. And it's fucking difficult. And my arms are so sore and so full all the time now. I walk around like, uh, you know, and I'm exhausted when it's done. Like, you, the way I've been working out lately, you can wring my shirts out. You can literally, like, I, like I've been in a pool. So, so, uh, so you do barbell curl, then you go do close grip, bench press. How many, how many reps are in this? Four sets, six to eight. Hmm. Um, and it's, hold on, I'll look it up. Just give you a short list. Lee Priest workout And this pops up immediately Leaving humanity behind Rules of arms by Lee Priest Okay The beginning is hard enough I'm in the intermediate Because I'm not a professional bodybuilder yet um, Because that is just Absolutely terrifying But here's just a picture Here's a picture of Lee Priest Just Yeah dude He has muscles that I didn't know existed mm. He was definitely on steroids Don't get me wrong No but, but, uh, Don't say that I mean but he's He's one of the only guys, uh, again, who can pull off uh, the Sergio Oliva myth pose. He's called the blonde myth, actually. Don't I look like that? I mean, None of us look like fucking, that. I look great, though. I'm sexy. You don't look bad, but I'm just saying that's just insane. Point your, I mean, point your fist the other way so it's, yeah, so it balls up a little more. Mm-hmm. Muscles don't look that good. I have no fucking biceps. I'm like a little girl over here. Mine are just stovepipes. I, I can like get really ripped biceps if I lift weights. Like They swell up really easy. Like I can't curl a lot, but... With your frame, just, if you... St- I just got that thing where I can get shredded real easy. Mm-hmm. If you like start... Look, uh, like I look like my muscles If you start big. lifting, you'll uh, end up looking like a uh, a UFC fighter, like one of the smaller UFC yeah. fighters. Yeah. And you quit drinking so much, John. I mean, it's it's a problem, John. Yeah, I know. You got to stop You're start hurting drink. us, John. You're hurting, you're hurting your family. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We don't really care. Say what family? <laughs> as long as you're having fun. <laughs> Bubba's <shit. laughs> hurt. He's, he's walking around. He's <laughs> the happiest dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, you know, after telling myself the other day that uh, my arms are freakish out of proportion, what I did was I went and found the most difficult workout I could find. Just to you know, make them even more. Make them even more. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it, man, it's it's definitely fucking rough. Like it's it's a gut check by the end. So, so what does it do? What's uh, not what does it do? But what do you do? You start off with the. Bar I start rail. off with the barbell curl. Well, no, start out with concentration curls as a warm up. What are concentration curls? You're just like this. You know, just the arms, well, arm in your arm into your and thigh, and, and then thigh bring just, it up like that. Yeah, just. You know, then I, then I do those, then uh, then barbell curls, then preacher curls, 
Then, meanwhile, supersetting with uh, close grip bench press, uh, double arm extensions, which is the barbell, I mean, dumbbell like this. Um, it's like you're jacking off a giant for um, We don't have anything larger uh, from a 75 until the 100. 100 is a little bit too heavy because I want to get quality reps, so I'm like doing 15 with 75. And then, um, then you do uh, laying down extensions, like right on. Skull, crushers. skull crushers. Then you do uh, push downs, V press push downs, and you do. I mean, it's it's fucking hard, man. I mean, when I looked at it the first time and I, and I started it up, I was like, this is gonna be hard. By the end, I was just like, I don't know if I should keep doing this. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> your arms feel like they're swollen. Yeah, yeah I mean, and the, and then they they don't not feel like that anymore. Like. I've been walking around with a pump for like essentially two days afterwards. So it's got to be doing something. Yeah. Um, damaging your muscles and they're repairing themselves. And it's, uh, it's kind of what it does, right? And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind having arms like that. So I'm going to do my best to get them. Right on. Uh, other than, you know, getting a syringe. Cause hey, man, get a fucking syringe. See if I give a shit. I don't care what uh, you do. Yeah. I'm not. I you can't. could use a little back knee. I can't. I don't know what it would do. If you say, the Diamond Dallas page says, if you say you can or you say you can't. You're correct. You're both. You're right on both accounts. Yeah. No, it, it just, uh, I just. I again. I tried them. I tried them one time. I didn't like it. So it was. What it. about the SARMs? What about the implants? Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that people uh, inject into their arms. Yeah, oh, the some, synth synth oil. That yeah, shit is hilarious. so fucking stupid. Some implants. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. no fun. Then you never have to work out again. I know, but, but you can tell. I mean, um, <laughs> SARMs. They work fine, I guess. I mean, I. Uh, I didn't feel much from them. I mean, I felt something, but it wasn't anything drastic or anything like that. I mean, is the juice worth the squeeze with that? That's is, what I'm is saying. It a little bit expensive. It was 150 bucks Eek. for a month's supply. Um, I actually did just recently order some more from another company. That was 70. Um, it is a banned substance from uh, from CrossFit. Right on. So <laughs> it's the only we're, one, the only banned substance. It's one of the banned. Well, I mean, they, they say there's banned substances from CrossFit. Everybody on CrossFit well, is on something. I, I mean, imagine their testing is a lot like the old testing in MMA. Yeah, uh, just it's an intelligence test. Like we're going to test you right before the event, exactly, and right after the event. Yeah. So pre- make allowances to get yeah. through that. Um, I, I I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. You know, it might it might work a little too well, and if it does, I won't do it anymore. But um, I don't know. What are your squat days like? Still the same five by five? Are you doing like ten? Usually, um, I started doing after that. I started doing three sets of ten. Um, but when we were squatting five by five, my squat was going up exponentially, like every time we would do it. So I think I was just overtraining. So I just started doing only five by five again. So. Um, yeah, we were repping. By the end, we were repping four hundred pounds. You know, it was yeah. So it wasn't. It was a bit much. I mean, it was it was doable, right? But and then when you the, when you pick it up out of the rack and you sway a little bit, when your body is like settling into the weight, like that's a lot of fucking weight. But like, um, <laughs> what we were doing is we'd start at one thirty five and just stack and, a plate, and then go up ten, go up ten, mm. do five reps of each, all the way up to four hundred fucking pounds. And then, because we're geniuses, we would do the same back down. <laughs> oh, so it's like <laughs> ascending, descending sets. So you're doing more reps. Doing shitloads. And then after that, sometimes we just load 225 on and just rep hey, as let's many see times how many times we, times we can do this, just for do, fun. Do you ever just go start at 400 
and do more than five reps and then go down and decrease the reps as you're going down in weight for no reason? You should not. When you're going up to something <laughs> like that, to grab that out and not have any warm up. Because your muscles need, like, you got to surprise them. Yeah. They need yeah. it. But <laughs> you're, you're cold, confusion. cold to hot. Real fast. <laughs> then we do it in a twisting motion. Yeah. yeah jerky. <laughs> jerk. Everything's just a You got to jump at the end. You got to jump. <laughs> like, your muscles your muscles can handle surprise fairly well. Your tendons, as a matter of fact, don't like being surprised. It's like your ant. You don't want to support that one ant that doesn't like being yeah. surprised. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to become resistant, you know, to cold, you know, you hop in a cold shower. <laughs> I could just it's see the same thing with your with your muscles and tendons. But I could see some idiot advocating jumping into the heaviest weight without warming up as a well. I mean, your, your body is fuck that. It sounds like something that uh, one of those CrossFit people would. It absolutely say. sounds like something they would actually yeah. be like. Well, actually, the new study by a new study by some. Freaking Holland or some shit. <laughs> yeah, just put Viking me. blood. Who can do fucking anything? They uh, I don't they know. are superhuman. People in those places are superhuman. Yeah, you They're got just, Sir Gregor. Uh, what's his name? You got Bjornsson. You got Annie Thor's daughter, who's just. I love their last names. It's Thor's daughter. It's Thor's daughter. That's yeah. fucking awesome. It's, but to them, it's like Smith. Yeah, that's it's really cool. <laughs> it was like uh, Thor's daughter. It's like Jones here. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> and if you're his son, you're Thor's son, right? Uh, I don't know how that goes. I don't know if it's Thor's son or I don't. It, I'm, I'm not familiar with their language. It's not German. It's not. It's not a romance language. It's a. I don't find it very romantic at all. Dirkin, Dirkin, Dirkin. That's what they sound like to me. But basically, I'm a, but I'm an idiot. Norwegians, the Finns, um, Swedish. The Swedish are more like regular people, except they're just they're just really attractive. Um, the Norwegians and the people from Iceland are Teutonic gods. They're just fucking. They're white Samoans. <laughs> and essentially, yes, without the fat. Yeah. Like I mean, Samoans are not fat, but they're just but they do carry fat on them. You know, I wouldn't exactly call a motherfucker fat. I mean, Tony, he's, he's Samoan. What's a nigga gonna do? You know, Tony Rockamore. They call him Tony Rockahara. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they're just th- that selective breeding. You know, a, a large Viking man would want a large woman to protect his children and his home while he's away. So. Pick the biggest girl. You know, that's get a hoss. That's eugenics at its You need best. a gal that can take a punch. I say this over and over. Right. And the gal that can give one too. Right. She's I'm I'm pulling up a picture of my my friend Christian who's a Swede who has lived in America since the eighties. This is this is a picture of him from when he was he was an Olympic shooter. Jesus. Oh, word! And I forget. Was he on our rifle team? Yeah, he was. That's why he came to. That's WU a handsome dude huh? on, the, on the rifle. That's what he looked like at nineteen. He's still he's still a handsome guy. He's in his fifties now. Uh, but yeah, so little uh, little culture signal there, my Swedish yeah, friend. You, you I know, know people scan, from other countries. I know and stuff. Scan name of people. Yeah. That's nice. How do they feel about socialism? Uh. He doesn't really talk about politics very much. Good boy. And when he does, he usually just agrees with whatever is the other person is saying. <laughs> just to, okay. Because he, he doesn't. I don't yeah, think yeah, about yeah. this. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What? Some fights last night. That was pretty good. I believe uh, we got the best Pizza Hut that has ever been made last night. That was probably the best Pizza Hut pizza I've had as far as like uh, they just did everything right. It tasting good. Enjoying the experience of eating it and then feeling 
pretty good after eating it. Yeah. Hmm. It um, didn't it didn't taste like I was eating shit. We got a super supreme. A lot of veggies on it. Yeah. With the pan. Pan crust. So and it was crispy. So it was greasy. So it's like it's, it's nice. got the grease level that you expect from the pan, but not too much. Right. Yeah. And it was like it was soft, but not undercooked. It was it's, like it's it's the mama's porridge down the down the yeah down the line. I mean, they really saying. they really just right. Whoever did that really got lucky by making it right. I think they knew it was me, man. I'm sure, they, I'm sure that we ordered they don't wings. Oh, that's all drummies, baby. Yeah, all, all drummies. There's more, you know. There's more meat on the flappers. You just have to know how to eat them right. I know how to eat them right. I just, just like drummies better. Pop them at the end and slide the meat off. I mean, I eat every little piece of cartilage and sinew on. No, oh, me too. I but, like that. But um, I don't know. I always felt like the drummies usually have more, but it depends. Yeah, I'm sure it, it depends on the source. On the batch, yeah, yeah. Like the ones at Hooters, if you could, if you could get the bones out and slide the bones out, it's just all meat. So there's not a big giant bone in the center of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but sometimes some legs are fat. Sometimes, yeah. yeah the ones we got are pretty fat wings. Pretty good wings. Pretty, we got we got some wings from some place up when I was working at the sports hut. I think they delivered to KFC first and just brought us what was left. That's how big <laughs> those fucking chicken wings were. Nice. I could eat like five of them. The ones at Pies and Pints are pretty big. If yeah. you've had them, and they're like a dry, sriracha dry rub, and they're like smoked mm-hmm. on the grill. I mean, they're that's a fucking idea. It's right good. There. Sell just full egg chicken legs as like as you, wings as, as wings. That's what I would do. Is like I would just go. You know, I haven't bought chicken like that in a long time, but just go get a, a pack of just the drums. Mm. And just treat it like wings and, and season them and bake them. And like, I've got some giant ass. That's pretty much what I do with the uh, boneless thighs. And they just make a meal. Of Sounds that. like a uh, fucking uh, business idea. Yeah. Oh, no. What's your giant pitchers of beer and giant fucking chicken we wings? Need, there needs to be a name for it, though. Like, you know, something clever. I'm not good at that. I'm. I'm not very good at that either. I don't think. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking. Drum something. Yeah. Jum, I mean, jum, I had a great idea. Jumbo if, drums. If somebody, if a friend of mine wants to uh, open a jump drums, Jimbo, and, Jimbo and, drums, jump drum, drum Jimbos. Somebody wants to open a uh, an HVAC business, HVAC Slater. I remember that. I remember that. So I think I think that's a good idea, but I don't really have anything for for wings. We'll, we'll think of something. We'll, we'll, <laughs> this will be a homework assignment. We'll get it. No, but uh, Fayetteville, as long as you have some kind of Whole Foods vibe about it and you open a business, it's going to succeed. Not really. No? No. The restaurants open and close a lot. Do they? There's so much competition. Like right now, the scene is the craziest it's ever been, in my opinion, from, from my observation, because you've got... A whole bunch of restaurants that just opened this year, and a whole bunch of like bar type things that are that also do food mm-hmm. and food trucks, and um, it's fucking crazy right right now. And a lot of these businesses have yet to experience that lovely Fayetteville winter, yeah. that lovely yeah. terrible seasonal economy that makes people leave or kill themselves. They moved out from San Bernardino because they can't make it from November to April. You just gotta That's have a big chunk of time to not know, have any most of the year, and sometimes far into April, even into May. Yeah, exactly. Because April can be rough before too. things really pick up, right. and people start taking vacations, and mm-hmm. this is weather in general. It's just sometimes yeah, people snows in April. People yeah. people don't you know think about oh let's go do this in March. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to plan for March. You might I would have just good- close. I would just close. There's and a lot, a lot of places did. do, but yeah. then, but then you still, if you don't own the business, you've still got the, over, you know, you're still paying rent. You got to right. keep it secure. You understand what I'm saying? It's sure. like, and then, and then the fact that the bar is so high for the quality, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, people will forget about you if you. Yeah, you. I mean, you're like Big Damn Pizza. They've since they moved to the new location, they've gotten like really good. Mm-hmm. The the pizza are good. They've not sa- been there. Yet. Their sandwiches are fabulous. The the vibe in there is nice. He brought it once. Did you not get a slice? Oh yeah, I did actually. It was really it's, good with the ranch good. on it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was that was nice. But um. But I'm saying you, you still got, but you still got the pies and pints institution. You know, I think that I think Big Damn could survive. I think we can support two two pizza places. But now there's a curry house that is really good. Like I, I mean, I'm a big fan of curry, but it's like kind of small menu, small. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not scale. It's not big scale, and it can be run with few people. But it's just like I'm like, you know, I just. Uh, I'm praying for him. Let's put it that way. Well, it's like the ultimate test of that is uh, the Chimney Corner Cafe. So yeah. many people have tried to make a make a go. Well, that's right location, there. location, location. It is. Back, now, back in the 80s and 90s when people drove through here, mm-hmm. they don't drive through here. Everybody goes around. Everyone's afraid of Golly Bridge and Glasgow and all these yeah, cops. Yeah, thanks, cops. You yeah. fucktards. They all take the interstate now. But it used to be there was a lot of people coming through Chimney Corner, just regular mm-hmm. traffic. But it, that, that location has always been kind of cursed. And he that guy dumped so much cash in it to build that stage and all that oh, shit. It's, it's, it's so really and it's nice fucking place. awesome. It's I so love awesome the place. But it's but it's but it's location, location, location. There's just not enough people willing to go that far out of their way unless you do something, you know, with all the other options right there and do something to make it worth a 15 minute drive from from the plateau. Yeah, because there's nothing else. There's not really much attracting you in that direction. They uh, they paid well. So whenever I played there, I was pretty happy with it. They'd have me play three times a week, seventy five bucks a pop, free beer and free food. And that's like, damn, that's kind of like where I am with my farm away. It's like I have this, uh, like I could dump a bunch of money into it and make it super nice, but I don't want chimney corner syndrome. Right? I don't. You know what I mean? Because you gotta be careful. Um, you gotta you gotta have you gotta have the the support for the business. It's like before bur- you open the business, burger cart. I remember if the you pe- if you build it, they will come. The people that owned it before—that's not always true. <laughs> yeah, the people that had Burger Cart before the current owners, they were all over the map as far as their menu. And I was just like, they should probably just pick three things. Just take and make that make good burgers, good dogs. Find an old picture of, burgers. of what the menu looked like in the seventies or whatever, <laughs> and that be your 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 core, and then do some special stuff on the side. Now yeah. they, that's what they do now. They have yeah, good burgers, good dogs. They've got the right formula. Al Burger, and they're like, here, have some pulled pork nachos. And the, pull, and the pulled yeah. pork nachos, yeah. Those, we, have you had them? Yeah, I had them, had them. Had them the other night. Good. They were pretty fucking tremendous. Like it's, like it's from from a place that you know is a burger joint that doesn't do nachos. The, I mean, you the can't nachos really, were even really good. Yeah, you can't really just, do just much the better. chips themselves. I mean, um, I, I would have done. You know, the, the only thing I would say is like, oh well, if it was me, I would have funked it up and. That's guac and some mm-hmm. hot salsa options and things like that. But I mean, I'm definitely not complaining for six dollars yeah. for two <laughs> for two meals. Their prices are actually very fairly competitive. Yeah, you have to if you're in Smithers. Mm-hmm. You got to You know, you got you got to beat Tudors and, and they're Taco always Bell. busy. Yeah, they it was a genius move to put the uh, the poker machines in there. Well, not only that, but it's just. You know, I like the fact that they kept on signing their death warrant every time. Well, McDonald's will be coming in. You guys won't last. Nope. People Wendy, much, Wendy's, much, Wendy's came in right next door. Yeah, and, and, they, and they outlasted Wendy's. They trumped them. It has been through multiple owners, though. Well, and it's, it's had different looks, too. Like it, yeah. You know, it was originally just like a, a roadside burger joint. I mean, it wasn't anything fancy. Then it became. 
you know, let's just try to hang on to that aesthetic and not really do anything special. And, you know, and then the food wasn't bad, but then it, you know, then that guy wanted to get out. So we got out and then there, it was, there was a period where it always smelled like fish in there. Yeah. They, they do have a good fish sandwich. Fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. And they also got the fish dinner where you can get just like a couple pieces of fried, you know, like fish and chips type yeah. thing with slaw and fries. Yeah. The, and, uh, I remember when Doug and Debbie took it over, and I and, he, and as much as I liked him, and I knew that he was he's business savvy, he really is. I was sitting there thinking, man, I don't know, I don't know if this is gonna work out. And no, he was he knew what he was doing. So I remember the Wendy's being there. The the reason they decided to close is what they said was that <laughs> the, the mountain was was going to come in on it, and it, indeed it never has, and it just looked rough. No, well, it, no, that's not true. It's continuously been coming down. It just hasn't been <laughs> right. It hasn't hasn't ended anything. Well, yeah. but, but the reason, the actual reason they came out is because they were the lowest performing store in the company. Wow. And they just, they immediately just eat yeah. that and chuck it off. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's the same thing as the Kroger and Smithers. It's like, we could stay open, but it's not profitable for exactly. us to stay open. Yeah. I wonder how Grants is doing there. I think they do okay. I go in there fairly often. It's been yeah. a little bit since I've been, I don't like their steak, so I don't go there. Oh. Uh, you go to, go up to New River Market for your steak. I cannot give those people my money. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I can give. I'm just not I, I think I would like to go in there with you while the auctions are there and <laughs> see the reaction. I don't know, man. <laughs> I hear I hear their meat's good though, so I don't know. It Maybe is good. I, 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 it's actually local beef. I mean, there it's actually from. I got some local beef for you. Talking about my dirt. I got it. Yeah, did you get it? Yeah. Is your it's for su- the listener. Subtle. It's for the listeners subtle. at home. <laughs> is it so? You're so it's like the the meat is a metaphor. For your body part, yeah, my my pecker, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm a com- I'm I'm a I have a comedian's mind. So every my, I would it's, say it's I mean, intricate. It's, it's almost like a you're almost like a philosopher because I, a metaphor I is like an analogy yeah. wrapped in a riddle. Yeah, four words. Yeah, you yeah. Think about that. Almost have, everything have I say that? is talking about my dick, huh? Have you ever considered? <laughs> <laughs> this is not going anywhere. No, it's not. <laughs> let's, aban- I, let's abandon this bit. Uh, it's not really a bit. <laughs> At least if I if I have anything to do with it, it's not going anywhere. This is a Saturday Night Live bit that's not going anywhere. This is the most uncomfortable. But the difference most is uncomfortable thing in the world to watch. But the difference is we actually cut it off. They air that shit. <laughs> they commit. They air it <laughs> and present it. Well, as, it's live. And present Maybe. it as professional comedy. Well, they go through. Uh, they do a dress rehearsal beforehand, where they see what works and what doesn't. And sometimes, sometimes the sketches uh, will work in dress rehearsal. Yeah. Sometimes they'll cut good ones, like the uh, prospector guy. That was cut. <laughs> oh, peaches. That was cut. That didn't make it to air. But how it made the it. fuck did that not make? I don't it? know. It, it was weird. Will Ferrell was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he was. Uh, There's a sketch of him uh, in a yoga class. And he finally gets to where he can suck his own wiener. He's like, uh, and he's got his head underneath his sweatpants. He's like, I can finally do it. Everything has come true. That made the air. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the old prospector didn't. What was his name? Uh, Gus Chiggins. Gus Chiggins. <laughs> That's a pretty good name. C-H-I-G-G-I-N-S. <laughs> Gus Chiggins. That's right up there with Shawnee Manor. Yeah. I, I still think you. we should do a... Subs- like a uh, a sub podcast that's just Shawnee Minner. I have to work on it. I haven't been working on my, so my, he's my the, redneck pr- character. His, his character, Shawnee Minner, was his son, I think. Was your son or your cousin? Yeah, or something? Shawnee Minner Morgan, but he just goes by <laughs> Shawnee Minner, and he, he's just a he's just like a total piece of shit. 
Like, and everybody's constantly complaining about him, and like, yeah. just constantly voice mentioned. But um, yeah, I'm just calling again. Um, Shawnee Miner was driving by again, and he he spread gravel all over our my wife's car again, and damaged the paint job again. And uh, we need to take care of this. You will be hearing from our lawyer. You're like, you know, just like every every it's like you punch my grandma in the face, or he did. Like, he's basically he's a legend. Redneck Steve ne- uh, Steve Polychronopoulos. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, yeah, motherfucking. But Polychronopoulos. But the thing is, th- all of the women love him. Oh, he's, sure. He just yeah. he gets like he he gets laid like five times a day, <laughs> just from different people. Well, why wouldn't they? They love assholes. It's it's a uh, it's it's a sad. Sort of evolutionary biological truth, isn't it? Yeah, what are you gonna do? They're not all like that. You can talk oh to no, no, there's, there's good ones out there. Oh, for sure, and 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 even the ones that are attracted to those guys are often really good. They just, you know, there's something about a a dick with a dick. Well, and then the saddest. The, well, and this is truth for both for both genders. It's not just them. We, we do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, um, you know, obviously, uh, most people learn their lesson. By a certain age, um, I the have, saddest ones. I have five. I have five different. I have five different kids from five different different baby daddies. They are my world. They are sad. I mean, those, <laughs> the people who haven't learned it are the saddest ones. You know, it's just. I am not looking for a hookup, but I definitely am. <laughs> yeah, I just wish they were honest. DTF, if you're. Whatever, you know, like just lay lay or, out the terms when I read your profile you don't so even I don't have, even to have, be, have to worry about you it. You don't even have to be that on the nose about it to to communicate. You know what I mean? You can so you know, express your intentions pretty easily, I think, but nobody wants to do that because that would require, you know, transparency and honest, honesty and putting yourself out there and all that stuff. Sure. People aren't into that sort of thing. Right on. You guys want to do favorite things real quick while we're here? Yeah. I got a couple of them that I want to rattle off. I'm sure you got a few, don't you, Chuck? Raindrops on roses. Couple. And whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown, Brown paper packages tied up with string. These are a few of my favorite things. Favorite things, episode 221. We got the beloved Chucky Tater Sacks here. Do you like um, strudel? Are you a strudel fan? I don't know. I don't think I've ever, ever actually eaten it. I try to steer away from that kind of stuff anymore. I don't eat kraut things. <laughs> Fucking krauts. <laughs> um, favorite. Uh, okay. One. I, I actually I think I have a problem with this particular thing. Popsicles, like the flavorized popsicles. I yeah. have sat down and eaten twenty of them at a sitting. Jesus fucking I Christ! Really Are those have. the ones that will cut your mouth in the, uh, the in the like kind of a long bag? Yes. Okay, not the long ones. The, the the you can get the the eighty to a package. Yeah, they're like to a box. Long. They're about yeah. But I can just sit there and inches. keep eating them. Wow. I mean, I don't know. How's that going to work out with Project Three Sixty? I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Did they make a, a sugar free one? Well, I probably mean, just water. Be quite frank. To be, they're just mostly water. I mean, it, it, there's not a lot of calories in them. There's a lot uh, of sugar in them. There, there is. They're mostly sugar. There's like a tremendous amount of sugar in those. I'd say there's four hundred fifty-five thousand grams of sugar in one of them. Sure. I mean, you know, you see the thing where it's like they've got like a a row of different drinks and foods, mm-hmm. like a can of Coke and a a snack cake, and, and then, then they like got twenty spoons of sugar. And then, yeah, I mean, I I think that that. That could definitely be 
That could be on there. I know. Because it's sugary. Well, but I think that one of the reasons, though, is I eat them at work. So you get so hot. Yeah. And you get thirsty. Yeah. And you're just like, well, how can I kill these two birds? What what one stone can I use? Ah, popsicles. Okay, there's 34 <laughs> calories in one of them. That's not bad. 3% fat, 97% carbs, zero protein. But 30, 34, what, what, what was the calories? 34. So you eat three of them, and that's 100 calories. So if I'm eating 10 of them. Yeah, I guess 8.27 carbs, grams of carbs in one of them. But it's also, also uh, you know, the quality of the calories. 5.87 grams of sugar in one of them. Hmm. That's a lot. Like an apple might be 100 calories, but it's, uh, you know, you're getting something. Fiber and nutrients mixed with that, you know. Um. 0.1 0.1 grams of fat, so that's good. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's no the, protein. It's the brominated uh, the what the, what is that called? A, a brominated oil or yeah, something. Yeah, but they, they use it as a. Uh, it's used in industrial things. I forget what it was. They. It's a WD forty. Pretty much what mm. it is. WD forty. They use it to, <laughs> so that so that <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's in Gatorade. It's like yes, it, it keeps everything homogenous. So that the stuff doesn't separate from the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's what it does. It's yeah. a uh, mixer. Mm-hmm. So how many of these things you eaten during a shift? I have eaten up to 20 in a shift. Whew. It's pretty good, though. I mean, at least you're sweating it out. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know what would be better, though? What? Just drinking water. Yeah. What you do? <laughs> they got these things <laughs> called squincher. They're fucking disgusting. No, you just kind of pour them into your I water. I know. We've, ha- we've got them. And they mean? have no calories, no... Carbs, no. Yeah, but they've sugar. got artificial sweetener. I would rather have sugar than artificial sweetener. Artificial sweetener is poison. That's all it is. I don't know about I would, that. I would, I would uh, concur with Chucky on this one. I yeah. don't like aspartame, all that stuff. Eh. It turns to formaldehyde in your stomach. Like it's, it's pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm amazed that Diet Coke is still a fucking product. Absolutely. To be honest, like, are, you, are you kidding? I like, mean, that shit's not, fucking horrible. It's, it's like it's at the level of like cigarette science at this point. It gives people strokes. It gives you kidney stones. It makes it, you it, it makes you fatter than sugar. Absolutely, because your body reacts it tri- to it. It tricks your as, metabolism, yeah, and fucks up your whole fucks your shit up. That's why I always tell people if you want to drink pop, drink pop. Just drink less, you know. Or find or maybe find some that's cane sugar. You know what I mean? Or a juice. Just a Mexican drink a juice. Yeah. Or you know something. I'm, there's there's so many wonderful options in this absolute <laughs> fucking paradise of a world we live on. Decadent, uh, you know, smorgasbord of choice and uh, options and that we have. Absolutely, that there's, you know, it's pretty fucking d- capitalism. It's, it's pretty dumb to make excuses. <laughs> I'm for a your behavior. I mean, I, I really, you know, well, you have to understand that the United States. You know what we live in, like like all of the, what I'm describing is the result of capitalism, but it's state capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're getting it's not free market, right? Don't don't call what we have free market. Just please, please, everyone, anyone, please stop calling what we have a free market. That's all I ask. Just just use just just define the terms correctly. That's all that I ask. What's your favorite flavor? Of those blue, the blue raspberry, blue. but they're all good. Like it's they're all interchangeable. Blue, red, 
purple. I don't want no green. <laughs> I like green though. Green or good? No. Lemon lime? I mean, I'll I'll eat it. But Yemo. I'll, I'll eat it, but I'd I'd rather not. The red. Sometimes I get if a real, I, real big if red I eat a green end. one, if I eat a green one, it's going to be because there's a disproportionate amount, and I'm a hero like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm actually the guy. Like I'll, I'll go to the the Chinese buffet and I'll see that someone has sniped all the chicken out of the chicken whatever thingy. They ch- sniped all the meat and left the the onions and vegetables and stuff. I'd be like, and I'll feel guilty. I'd be like, well, I can't waste these. Ve- I'll, I'll just I'll just double down on these vegetables so that this. You know, so that this dish gets rounded out. Because what right. they'll end up doing is either throwing it out because it doesn't have any of the chicken in it, or they'll just dump everything else on top of Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and you should never ever do that. Yeah, I noticed that when they do that in uh, food service, I'm like, you really shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm kind of a hero. Sure, um, like I'll you know I'll be the pig, the healthy pig, the pig that <laughs> you'll you be know, the old maid. I will glean the things that people neglect. Um, another favorite thing is. I've really, you know, we, we talk about it on the show and stuff, but people don't have a clue because they just don't share this experience with me, how hard I'm going in the gym. It is really fucking, like, insane sometimes. Like, I mean, I'd say, like, if you're if you're eating as many calories as you say you've been eating and you, you know, you're looking like you're looking, right. you're not, you're definitely not getting I'm actually fatter. losing fat around my middle while consuming yeah, these you've, massive amounts of calories. You've got to be doing, and I know you sweat a lot at work mm-hmm. and stuff, but you've got to be doing something to burn all those calories. And I don't think it's just the masturbation. Oh, no. I mean, that's a big part of it. Though. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of like. That's it. on the pie chart. You know, it's. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a given. Right. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, seriously, when I go, it is a gut check sometimes because I have to go that, that hard every time. So a favorite thing is the gym coupled with every morning I get up, I immediately turn on the TV, go to YouTube. Motivational video. Bang. Throw it on. Whatever one comes up first. And it's. The Rock, it's David Goggins, it's you know all these fucking. David guys. Goggins, he's fucking, fucking great. Awesome. I love that guy. I want to read his book. He's got have a book you out. Se- do you know? Have you seen him on Rogan? No, he, he's I been just, on Rogan a couple times. I, Slayton, I was up here working out with Slayton. I was telling him about Project Three Sixty Five and all this stuff, and he's like, "Man, that sounds great." He's like, "You need to, you know, if you're ever down with motivation, you listen to this guy." So just by chance, I was like, "Yeah, I'll listen to him," but I didn't go home and type it in or anything. I didn't even really forget it. I just didn't pursue it. But I threw on an inspirational video, and The Rock started talking about it's 4 a.m., I'm up. You know, let's go do this. You have to be a hard work in the room. You know, and I'm down with that. I believe that. And then David Goggins is like, you know, went into his thing, and I'm sitting there. And then Tony Robbins comes. People laugh at Tony Robbins. Everything he fucking says is fucking true. Like, all the, 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 the techniques that he gives you and all that stuff all work. I mean, he's not famous and rich for nothing. I mean, and getting got a bunch of people around him that are successful. It's because he does he practices what he preaches, and I get so sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. I'm like, man, I hurt. Uh, maybe I'm overtraining. You got, know, I got a headache, whatever. Right, I feel sick to my stomach. I throw that on, and by the end of it, when I've because I always have a ritual, and that's another that's a big Tony Robbins thing. He says motivation fade, rituals do not. He said, you always do your rituals, and you always will succeed. That's, so I get up, good point. have my clothes right there, put my clothes on, pull my shoes on, go in the, get my... It's it's a given that you're going to do it. Right. Get my dose of Kratom. Get my Kratom down. Yeah. Get, you know, all the weightlifting pills or whatever I take, uh, and then get my pre-workout in, and that's, you know, that's the one you gave me, and I, boom, slam it back. Is it... Is it it's good. It's, it's really good. Um, and I'm ready to go. And by the time I hit the gym, I'm, you know... 
I've got to pump before I even go in the gym because I'm just ready. The so. motivation thing is taken care of by the motivation ritual. As as absolutely. As opposed to having to try to dig and you can't you know you can't conjure motivation from thin air. Sure, but sometimes I know I just listen to my body. One day I took my pre workout, I did everything I needed to do, and I was laying there nodding off. It's like this is a day I just need to lay back down. Your body's trying to tell you something. Yeah. If, you take, if you take that shit yeah. and you're nodding off, yeah, I was going to sleep. I was like, that's I really t- well, powerful like pre workout. I took a quarter of a thing of it and I hadn't eaten very much that day. Mm-hmm. To be fair, and went and worked out, and I had to like I had to stop. We were doing jujitsu. I had to sit down there. They were like, everyone's like, "Are you okay?" My face turned purple, mm-hmm. and I started seeing spots and stuff. It's rough, man. A quarter of a dose. I take the full thing. Yeah, I'm even dumping a little bit more. It's on just top. Some, whatever it is about the, the the stimulants or whatever in that. Just do not. And I felt kind of like I was gonna die. <laughs> not like not like I was really scared, but like right. This is kind of like what it feels like when you start to feel like you're gonna die. Right. Um, so I says, I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, I mean, and I just don't need it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'd rather have a cup of coffee or something. Well, co- and coffee's good. Yeah. I mean, and the Kratom combined with that and all, all, all that stuff combined, you know, I'm really starting to get into the gym where, um, I, and I do, and I know people laugh or whatever. And I know people see it on my queue. I turn on pumping iron every time I go to the gym because there is nothing so inspiring as seeing Arnold and Ferrigno and all those guys. I mean, they're living sculptures you know they, they sure you can say whatever you want about them they took steroids yeah they did who gives a fuck i mean they were I, taking 70 steroids i can take steroids and never go to the gym and i'll still look this way but if i take the steroids and go to the gym i can look like that perhaps I don't yeah. know about well i mean well there, we all we all have different genetics i believe you know again trying to get more confident about myself i believe that in some ways with a little bit of with a little bit more uh, effort than some people put into it. I was meant to be a bodybuilder. I am strong, but I'm not world strongest man strong. I'm not, you know, I'm a decent power lifter. Um, I'm never going to be world class. I'm never even going to be state class. You know what I mean? Uh, not even county class. <laughs> <Let's> just... <laughs> I'm, but I am. My muscle bellies and the way I'm formed, I can be a bodybuilder. Like my muscles get really big, and you know, I get. I've been, man, I've, I got to a point one time, and I didn't even know what I was doing. I was at tech, and I was barely eating and still got muscular. You know I mean? I was eating two cans of tuna and two bottles of Ultra Fuel a day. That's all I was eating. And I was running and lifting and working out and all that stuff. Mm. I didn't waste away. I got muscular. Hmm. You're, so You're burning your fat stores. Absolutely. Without being really aware of what I was doing. You know, and then... Um, you were doing keto, probably. Or, That's you, essentially sure. what it is, yeah. And I've actually considered doing that again. That's the thing. Some people have a hard time losing weight. I do not. If I if I set my mind to it and say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat uh, protein most of the day, eat my carbs at the end of the day. Fat falls off like this. It's just, it's not even a problem. And I don't think everybody can say that. So now at 42, I finally come to it that I can be a good amateur bodybuilder. So... The uh, half of everything is just deciding to do it, mm-hmm. and the other half is doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I fucking tooled around for years just deciding that I'm, I'm just going to be a, a big, fat idiot, and still an idiot, and as of right now, I'm still big and fat, but I'm less fat than I was, because I just decided to not do what I was doing before and to do something else. Right. And that's all you got to do, and... And then sticking with it. Well, they say, uh, Coach Gooseman always said it's uh, success is 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. That's a really good one. It's a good one, but it's not entirely true. 
because yeah, fuck him. Well, <laughs> well no, I mean it is. You just have to you have to interpret the words right. So, a part of that that perspiration, that ninety percent, a chunk of that is in the decision. Sure, because changing your mind is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Getting past that stubborn thing, or you know, that's the biggest thing. Especially as we get older, as we start hitting middle age, it's not as easy to be like, oh. Maybe I'll pick up tennis. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, whereas in, in, you know, when you're young and your brain, brain is more plastic, it's like you just automatically start doing new things without thinking about it because your brain is still growing. And and so it just takes extra effort uh, to change your mind. But also, too, I, I believe that a large section of it is technique and know-how. Like, okay, powerlifting – People think it's just getting underneath something and lifting it. It's not that. I mean, it is that, but there is so much technique. Its essence is that, but you can really fuck yourself up. Absolutely. It's not just the injury. It's the fact that if you're not doing it correctly, you will see no results. No, Not no results, but you will see limited results. Do you think all these uh, young ladies lifting all these heavy weights and stuff, these uh, these mind-boggling weights, is... Due to the fact that they're A on steroids, it's bullshit. Even if they were, who gives a fuck? Or B, they're meant to do it? Yes, but they are meant to do it. They were born to be it. But it's so much science and technique and what they're going into. it. That's bodybuilding. That's so, why bodybuilding is... So what is your little tangent? You're, 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 you're bringing up a philosophical question. Do you, the do point. You, the no, point. no, but, but you're, I was saying... Um, you're saying you're using language like they were born to do it. You're like almost like, like genetically. No. But but what about like metaphysically? Are you saying that you do you believe in like predestination? Do you believe in something like to that effect, fate, no. or or are you a determinist or? No, not really. No. But I'm saying you just, you just meant that they're genetically genetically predisposed. Right. To they came out of the womb. If they and, chose, if they choose to do. That certain thing They'll probably be successful Exactly I mean like this girl Amanda something I mean she's That's a weird last name (laughs) She's from I can't remember Where she's from She is a freak She is so strong It's unreal She wraps 500 pounds On the squat She weighs 190 pounds Jesus She's Yes she's getting Yes she is genetically Born to do that But there are so many people that are helping her with that, with her diet, with you know all this stuff. I'm not trying to take away her accomplishments, and I wouldn't because I admire them, and I'm not able to duplicate that. I would love to be able to have like a, a meal prep guy. Yeah, to be able to afford somebody. That's just one less thing to worry about, you know. Like somebody like Steffi Cohen, who can deadlift like three times her body weight. I mean, she's it's unreal. Now she's in a steroid in a, in a powerlifting federation does that that does not test. And there, and it is. I, I, I hate to say it, but it is fairly obvious that she is on something. Have but you, have you seen her clit? No, but I'm saying her level of muscularity. You know, there is a formula that you can punch in, and once you're aware of it, you can pretty much see tell by sight. You know, right on. They're on something. Um, but she is a wonder. She is a. She's going to be a doctor. She's all this stuff, and she's just great. You know, I don't care if she's on steroids. What I'm saying is, there is a technical know how to do things. Arnold, his was a science. I mean, he got in and he knew exactly what to do, when to do it. He had to be. On, uh, he was the best story he tells about that. He was going to be in the movie Stay Hungry. You know, with uh, Jeff Bridges, a really early '70s movie, and uh, the director told him, "You're too big for this movie." 
You're going to be in scenes with Sally Field. You're just going to blow her off the screen. You're too large. He said, I need you to be around 210. Arnold was 240 at this time. Gonna Had just come off a contest. Was really big. That's Stephanie Cohen. She's fucking amazing. She's gorgeous, too. Yeah, she's really good looking. Um, I like the blue weights. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a bumper plates. Um, rogues. And... He told him, "Listen, you have." He's like, "Well, how long? How long do I have till filming?" He said, "Well, you've got this amount of time." Arnold had it down to a science so much that he showed up at two o nine the day before filming. Damn, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, um, most people know what to do. They're just sometimes afraid to do it. There's so much ego involved. I battle with this myself. I want to be strong. That's one of my things. But I'm going to have to take a check in that strength if I want the level of muscularity. And the and the aesthetics that I'm going after. That's yeah. just going to have to. What's going to yeah, have to happen? You can't have your have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> have a hot dog on the side. Right. I, I mean, it's just and um, that that is actually a stumbling block that a lot of guys who would like to have better physiques have. And and it and powerlifting is rife with those kind of guys. I mean, and I'm one of them. You know. I'm losing strength. I couldn't move what I could move last week. Arnold, you know, one of the best quotes I've ever heard is Dorian Yates. He said, I don't give a fuck if I can bench press 100 pounds. He said, what, how is that serving me? He's like, what I'm going after is an aesthetic and a look, you know. And don't get me wrong, I stick to the training that I do. You know, you're never going to punch me for not doing 555 because I, I'm always doing it. But it is now no longer the consideration. It is a, it is a stepping stone, a means and a means to an end. And I feel so much better. Like, there's something that you get from bodybuilding where you fill the muscles with blood and you just feel that jacked feeling. You don't get that with powerlifting. You just you do not. You, you, you feel strong for picking up something heavy, but it's usually just pain for putting your body through the ringer. Well, I, got, I remember like doing deadlifts and heavy squats and stuff. I felt high afterwards, mm-hmm. but it only lasts a couple hours. Sure. And then I felt like I was in a car crash. Yeah, and not only that, but when you look in the mirror, you're like, man, I can move all this weight. But, you know, and I look a little bit, uh, uh, you know, you look like a, a a big dude, but you don't look the way you want to look. You know? Yeah, I gained like probably 30 pounds mm-hmm. doing the weightlifting. It was because I was just eating so much. And- sure. You get really hungry, too. Yeah. Um, I have not refined my diet yet because it's hard to do that being in that heat because I know I have to consume calories but obviously like we were talking about I'm doing something right because this is going away and this is coming on even eating these massive amounts of calories so I'm burning up that's going to have to change I'm going to have to have Eventually, it more down yeah, to you're going to have to um, what do they, they call it the cut yeah whenever you right now I am on a bulk I'm on a controlled bulk you're cultivating I'm... mass <laughs> like Mac I, I, and it's you know and it's working I like it uh, but that's the thing that's that's what separates people. The ego you are when you're on a bulk is great. The cut, a little bit more difficult. People have a hard time dealing with it. Like some guys never enter a contest, even though they're famous bodybuilders, because they can't do the cut. Tom Prince was one of those. Tom Prince was huge, could not handle cutting because he just couldn't handle the step down in strength, the step down in mass. You know. When do they start the cut? Six months out, maybe. Ooh, God damn. I mean, it's you know, but it also depends. It depends on some people know their bodies really well. Some guys, like I said, like Arnold had it down to science. He knew what weight he had to do to to be at to compete, and he would just adjust accordingly. You know, so and then you have guys like who just couldn't get it right. Bertle Fox, who's now, you know, I was reading about him the other day. He's a British bodybuilder, a black dude. He's in jail now for murder for the rest of his life. Hmm. But um, 
he was he was one of the best bodybuilders on the off season. He was ginormous, and he would be what we would consider cut, but he's not. He would be fat for a contest. He could not cut without losing so much muscle mass because he just couldn't get it. He couldn't get. He couldn't listen to his body enough to know what he had to do. You know, it is a science, and it is. Then you have guys that are cut year round and never really deviate. Frank Zane never really bulked up. He's like, why would I need to do that? He said, I know what I have to do. But he's a fucking doctor, and he was a, and he's one of the only guys to defeat Arnold in a contest, and he did it at 180 pounds. So, Whoa! Yeah, he was lean, dude. He was he was something else. Um, I just I, it's a fascinating sport. I've always loved it. Like, but I'm talking more old school with this pumping iron era, the the 50s through the 70s. The 80s is when they really started to come on with steroids. So. The mass monsters and you know Dorian Yates and Ronnie Coleman and you know they're just they're too fucking big. They, they're obese. They're obese, but it's not with fat. It's with muscle. So, and really, your body does not. Frank Zane. He doesn't look ridiculous. No. Like some like the guys now. It's just how do you wipe your butt? You know, and he's walking around with dirty cheeks all the time. He's sick fuck <laughs> with swamp ass and nut fog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Pat Nas when I stole that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just a thing. I mean, I it's, it's like you with fighting. You know, that's a science too. I mean, oh, that's all. Yeah, I mean, especially if you got a brain like mine. I mean, you know, like there's sports. A very big brain. There's sports. There's sports science. You know what I mean? Like they're. You know, it drives me nuts sometimes. Like, it's like okay, if you wanna if you wanna improve your technique, you don't just watch the instructor do it, drill it a couple times, and then dick off until it's time to roll. Like, I want to get those fucking reps in. It's like, come on, let's let's keep you know, let's keep drilling. Let's, let's and then once you get it right, that's not your cue to stop. Mm-hmm. That's your cue to start the reps. Mm-hmm. You start the reps like when you're like say if we're doing a doing a sweep or something and it takes us like oh it t- takes us each like three or four times before we start feeling okay I'm, I'm starting to feel putting all the pieces together because there's like I'm trying to do ten different movements at once here right and it's it's not something that's intuitive for most people like sure. you know, the foot has to be here there's all these little details I have to I have to check your shoulder just just this way and, and move in just this right direction and if I'm you know and if your base is out this way I've got to adjust and so there's all these you know there's just so much information and meta information that your body's your brain and your body are trying to connect so you don't just get it right a few times and be like okay got it let's go no you get, you go until you get it right and then maybe take a break and get a drink of water then you start drilling mm-hmm. that's what that's the you know that's the kind of training that I would prefer to do. I don't really care so much for like rolling and competing and having the dick measuring contest of who can choke who out. I don't really give a fuck about that. I'm here to get better. Mm-hmm. And for me to get better, I know from karate and my own personal experience is let's drill this one basic thing for 30 minutes straight. Like, you know what I mean? And that's science. Is it, you know, it's shown that people that train like that get the results. And it's also shown that fundamentals are, you know, are how fights are won. It's how you become a better at anything is getting the fundamentals right. Sure. It's like, you know, flying arm, flying arm bars are cool and everything, but, you know, you really just need to get your guard a little tighter. Right. It's more important, you know, or whatever. 
And so, yeah, there's definitely science to it. GSP never did anything super flashy. Everything was pretty fundamental, but he was so good at the fundamentals, he could fuck everybody up. And indeed, he did. Right. Um, There's a lot of guys like that. Tim Duncan in uh, the NBA. He didn't do anything flashy. I'm not sure he ever really dunked, but he, uh, everything he did was perfect. I mean, it's like if John you, Stockton. If you actually look at it, uh, Michael Jordan, of course, was arguably the greatest player of all time. Was not a terribly great dribbler. Was not. I mean, really look at it. But I'm saying that he he used it. He was he was a good enough at that fundamental. He didn't have to be flashy with it. What I'm saying is he wasn't flashy with his dribbling and did all that crazy. Yeah, shit. he didn't. He didn't have to. No, he I mean just, his footwork was insane. That's, absolutely. Yeah, that's a big thing about uh, any sport. Really, is your feet. And being able like things that like aren't really tangible, like the ability to judge distance, spatial reasoning, just 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 little things. That little half inch of being of not getting is a difference between being blocked and making the shot, right? Or blocking a punch or getting knocked out. Exactly, and that, and timing, all those little things that like you have to you have to program your body like like things like mitt work. It's like. You take a week off, and you lose so much. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's like keeping a knife sharp. You know, you have to. There are certain things that you 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 can't, um, you know, you can't let it slip if you want to stay sharp. And if you want to advance quickly, you have to stay as sharp as possible. You know, you have to stay within a reasonable standard of sharpness so that you pick things up. Like going to jujitsu once every two weeks. It is um, it's not half as good as going once a week. It's like a quarter of a, you know what I'm right. you know saying? It's like it's exponentially harder to 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 progress if you just you know within the the curve of the optimal practice time. You also don't want to overtrain because then you're you know what I mean? Then you're overdoing it. Well, it's also like this too. Um, I was gonna I was starting to doing that with you and all that stuff, but. I know I had to make a choice. I was like, "Which? What am I going to do here?" You know. So, the choice I made is, well, this is what I've always liked to do. This is what I always feel good at. So, you know, yes, I did like powerlifting, but I can, believe it or not, I came to powerlifting later. You know, after I had, I started buying Iron Man and Flex magazines when I was young. You know, started working out with Tracy. Is that your Jack material? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, and immediately we both because because Carl taught us. He taught us Carl. <laughs> he taught us all the stuff. He's just like, and we used to, you know, basically he 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 infuses with a love for classic bodybuilding very early. He's like, this is what you're supposed to look like. They're healthy. They look great. You know, this is what it's supposed to be. These guys over here. He's talking about the mass monsters. He said that is unhealthy. That is stupid looking. You would never want to look like. Yeah, that. your heart has to work just as hard to. To keep you going as if you were obese, four hundred pound fat guy. Exactly. So, and I remember seeing. Um, I mean, I could. I, I would burn the fucking the the print off the pages reading these old school muscle magazines with Larry Scott and Arnold, especially Arnold was immediately a, a an idol. You know. Yeah. Well, by the time you were a kid, Arnold wasn't doing the competitions anymore. He was an action hero. Yeah. His last competition, I think, was nineteen eighty. So, yeah. so you were three years old. Yeah. Years old. And he. You know, believe it or not, I was actually watching the original Terminator. I thought he had come in to that movie 
almost in no he was not in contest shape for that movie even then you know for terminator 2 he was actually probably 50 pounds smaller than he was in the first terminator i mean when he was contest shape he was dude he the only i think the only guy who could have beaten him and should have beaten him on a couple of occasions was sergio leva that's the only one and watching pumping iron i've gotten back into the love of it was able to see their posing and and being so interested and you know, and all the aesthetics and all the history behind it, and the fact that it isn't, it isn't really, it is egotism. But anything you do is egotism. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if someone painting a picture, it's, I mean, you know, painting a good painter or something like that. People don't look at that the same. They don't. They don't look at that as vanity. Sure, but it absolutely is. Absolutely, you're just like, look at, look at how great my brain is that I was able to create this thing. Right. It's the same thing and as bodybuilding. Look how great my body looks. Exactly. Bodybuilding is that writ on your body. Like, this is what you cultivate with this. And I'm getting to the point, yeah, the, it's two hour training sessions, but I'm getting to the point, man, I really love it. I'm, and I'm starting to see, like, every picture I take, I'm starting to see results. Like, I was walking through the kitchen the other day and I, I had a shirt off and I could see where my muscles are in my chest and stuff again. Did you look in the mirror and do the Lex Luger? Of course I did. If, you're going to do that. And I always, I always pull this one, like the, this one pose and I always hit that one, you know, and, I always do that. And, so it always kind of bugs me the way, I mean, we all do it, but the way people will other people, mm-hmm. they'll other, other people like, um, I don't know. Like this is one example I use. Sometimes I've had this discussion where someone will be like, it's like, Oh, that guy's just a DJ or whatever. All he's doing is pushing a button. I'm like, okay, all you're doing is playing the guitar. All you're doing is taking your left index finger, pressing it down on the fret, and then taking your right hand and going pluck. Mm-hmm. How is that fundamentally any different than pushing a button? It's a, li- a few more steps. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of that DJ activity. had to make the mix. You know, he had to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, shit together. Obviously, right. I think playing the guitar is harder than making a beat, and, and you know, it might be more difficult in certain technical ways as far as like hand sure. movement and dexterity and things like that. But fundamentally. You're all just pushing fucking buttons. Mm-hmm. Some buttons are harder to push than others. Get your head out of your ass. Everybody's just trying to create something in their own way. They're trying to express themselves. Yeah, somehow. it's like I just—it's just—it's people want to other other people, and it's like there's no difference between being a a body sculptor or you know being a an actual sculptor, being a folk singer. You know, there obviously there are differences, but fundamentally it's just a person. It's just self-expression. Well, it's pure. It's as puritanical. I think it, we have a large puritanical bent still left in us too. You're not allowed to be proud. I mean, in, in, oh, yeah. in, 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 that's a real Christian tradition thing. Pride goes before the fall. The, the Greeks and all those people didn't have that shit. They're like, be proud of who you are. They didn't know how to be another way. Well, the thing you know? is, is that it's, it's like, um, and that's what, what I was talking about false modesty before and how disgusting false modesty is. It's the same shit. It's like, um, it's like, okay, so it's wrong to be like, hey, it's like, I'm, I'm really good at this and I'm proud of myself. That's arrogant. But, but then if you just, if you just, if you're like just surface level trick someone, like you, like you're just a little bit more clever about it and you're just like, you know, and then you virtue signal about something. It's like, um, I'm actually, in favor of women's rights and blah 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 or whatever it's like you're doing you're you're you're, you're just putting facade of humility on your ego expression mm-hmm. is you understand what i'm saying it's like the, the the difference between me saying uh hey i you know i've got this uh i've got this music i put out i'm real proud of it i think i did a great job on it that's the only difference between that and um i'm a you know i'm a vegan or whatever 
is that one is more honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one is, well, one person is, is being unvarnished and being direct. It's like, I'm proud of this. The other person is trying to cover it up and be duplicitous about their expression of ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? It's something, you know, I respect about bodybuilders is that they're not, there's no way to cover that up. It's like, I want to I want to look sexy. I want to look good. And I want to be jacked. Yeah. I want to throw weight around. And there's, there's no way for me to... Swole is the goal. There's no way for me to virtue signal about that. It's like, it's a vain thing. Right. Well, and, and then you have... Um, I love that. The reason I love that era is that when you really listen to them, ironically, a lot of the ego is taken out of it. Like, it's seen more as a, as a contest. Like, they look at it things from uh, almost... An objective point of view, even looking at their own. But the bodies. whole point of a contest is is ego based. Well, yeah, because I, you want to win, right? But I'm saying it's it's a. I'm, I'm having a difficult time expressing what I'm saying. Is that it's almost like football or something like that? As in, the goal is to win, so you have to look at things more objectively. Like, but you have to be honest with yourself. Like Arnold would look at him and say, you know, and he said in Public Iron, he said, "I'm perfect at this point." He said. Everything's in proportion. You know, the only thing I need to do is my posing. And it, yes, it was egotism. Yes, it was an arrogant thing to say. But it was just truth. Yeah. At that point, he was perfect. He was not going to oh, lose yeah, that like, contest. Like when, when, I was, when I was taking voice lessons and I was talking, my voice goes, I was like, I think, you know, I need to work on my, you know, my higher voice. I feel like my low singing voice is, is pretty good. And he says, I don't think your low singing voice is as good as you think it is. <laughs> I was like, God yeah, damn! I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, let's fix it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, I'm sure you're right. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, well, well actually, uh, oh, I'm just going to find some. I'm going to find someone else who's more positive. Like, no, he's not being. He's not being negative. He's being honest. Right. He's being objective about the situation. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it, I well, think your low singing voice is tremendous. Just so you know. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> low singing voice. Lower register. Lower range. Yeah, it's a lot better now than it was then. It it did suck. I was a terrible singer. He was right. I just I like the fact though that a lot of people in that era, if they hear criticism like that, of course they're human. They're gonna, they're going to get hurt by it. But a lot of them took it in stride. Like they would look at a guy's legs, see your legs aren't good, and like oh shit, I weren't. But he was like okay, um, yeah, I'll work on that. He's like, well, tell me. How they're not yeah, good. Yeah, how, fi- how do I fix it? How, he said, well, you need more size. Okay, well, I'll just do more heavy squats. Well, you need this. Okay. And, th- and they would go back to the drawing board. That's the thing I love about bodybuilding. It is constantly back to the drawing board. I need to get away from, like I said, I was joking at, at, the, at the top of the hour, um, the, the arm training thing. My arms are good. Like, you know, they're, they're, I've worked on them for years. I'm not saying they're perfect or anything like that. I'm saying that they're large. They are you know, muscular, all that stuff. I really don't have to work on them that much, but I have trouble getting away from my strengths like anybody would. And my weaknesses, I need to work on my midsection, my legs, you know, stuff like that. That's a Your good calves thing. are pretty, pretty bird-like, if you ask me. They might be. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I, really don't, I really haven't looked at them in a long time. Your calves are pretty big. So. Um, but <laughs> I, and now I can take those, honestly, my shoulders are narrow. For a guy my size, my shoulders are, are pretty narrow. I need to work on that. My chest used to be... When I did a lot of bench pressing, my chest stood out and it was muscular and all that stuff. It's lagged. It's it's a lagging body part. I never thought that would happen that my chest is my lagging body part because I did so much benching when I was younger. I had to work on all these things, but I'm happy and anxious to work on them. You know I, what I look forward to when it comes when you get ready to do the competition the the month or so beforehand where you start shaving your entire body and 
and tanning. And I want to be the guy that applies the oil. <laughs> sure. Why not? When you go out to do your posing. <laughs> That's really weird, though. And I want to pick out your uh, Speedo. <laughs> I think I'm going to do the one with the shorts. It's going to be a classic physique contest, not the Speedo. Oh. Although I think I might be, in some ways, too big for the classic physique. I'm talking about blocky. Like, yeah. they, they're like real. Their fucking midsection is tight. I, even as tight as I can get my midsection, it's going to be real. It's going to be thicker. It's just the way it is. I don't know how I'm going to handle that, but I'm anxious and 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 excited to see where it's going to go. I just look, I just look forward to you sending me a picture with a, with your freshly shorn chest and belly. Got <laughs> yeah, a nice nice orange coat. <laughs> orange man, good. <laughs> this orange man, good. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things on Pumping Iron. It's like Franco is putting on Arnold's. Yeah, it, it is homoerotic. It really is. He's putting <laughs> the oil on him, and it, there's nothing. There's really nothing gay about it like that because he is telling why he's doing it. You look right here. You look right here. You might want to do this. You know, that's why I'm saying taking the the all the other elements out of it when it's just being honest with who you are with your what your physique is. You know, not in any kind of I want that as a more as as a more subjective thing. This is where you're good. This is where you what you need to be. This is where you're not so good. But you might want to hide that on stage, you know. But Arnold was a master of that. He was a dick. He would fuck with people before yeah. Like he would find the guy with the biggest arms in the room because he'd obviously worked on him the most. And he would say, um, "Did your training was it off this time? Your arms don't look as big as they usually do." He said the guy would fall apart by the time the contest started. He said his arms would be enormous and he would hide them. He's like, he's like, his arm would be bigger than mine. So I knew if I could get him to hide him and not want to show, then I could, you know, I could beat him. <laughs> he was a master of that shit. He was such a dickhead. But it's it's a way to win, you know. And he would do that all the time. Fucking hilarious. Because somebody did it to him. He said the first time it happened. I know I've gone on a tangent here, but it doesn't matter. Um, he was he he had that done to him. Sergio Oliva had his back is. Freakish And um, He wore a butcher coat Into The pump up room Wouldn't take it off And Arnold was You know looking, He was young at this point He's like well He doesn't look that great I think I can beat him this time And he said right before They went on stage Sergio took that coat on <laughs> Stood right in front of me Check this out baby Bang <laughs> He's like His contest was over He's like I can't beat that He did the flexing Blue Arnold's hair back <laughs> Basically That's what it was And he lost He said before He said I lost Before I ever hit the stage so he said, I'm never letting that happen again. And he learned from it. That's another thing about Arnold. Learn from every mistake he made except fucking the maid. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, um, that's a lot like uh, Mike Tyson had everybody beat before. He, they oh, absolutely. Conor McGregor, a lot of the same way. He had, mm-hmm. he had uh, pretty much everybody that he's beaten beat before they stepped in because all the shit talked beforehand. Sure. So Arnold started doing that to people. And it, it's really funny in bodybuilding because it's like... You're not hitting each other. It's yeah, it's, it's it's just it is an ego thing because you're you want to get them concerned about a body part so they won't show it because you know that body part is better than yours. You know. How's the rest of Project Three Sixty Five? It's going good. Uh, I've gotten behind on my reading a little bit. I, I've I've only got forty pages left of uh, Guns of August. I'll finish that this evening. Then I'm just going to go ahead and round out the. Uh, the trilogy with the Zimmerman telegram. It's only about 200 pages. So I'll get that done in one or two days. So said you were watching some Westerns too. Yeah. I watched high noon, uh, Gary Cooper, Grace Kelly. It was, it was a good movie, man. Um, he won the Oscar for that. It was 1953. That movie came out. Um, it was different because his character was extremely vulnerable. Like Gary Cooper's 
character. The story goes that they let out this killer from from jail, and he was coming back with his posse to this town, and he was going to kill him. So he's gotten on the train. He was going to be there at noon, high noon. So he's going around, and he knows the guy's going to have a bunch of guys with him. So he's going around trying to recruit all these people who are his friends and all that stuff. Nobody will fight with him because nobody wants to die, mm. you know. And his even as his wife, his new wife, is walking out on him. She's like, "I can't do this. I'm a Quaker, you know. I've watched. She watched her brother and her dad die. They were I'm both, only interested in oats. <laughs> they, they were both uh, they were both gunfighters, and she watched them die." The coolest part of the end, though, is that she comes back because she loved him, and he left a gun hanging in the sheriff's office, and she's hiding in there, and one of the guys is getting ready to shoot Gary Cooper dead, and she smashes the window and shoots him with it. Mm. Like, breaks all of her religious vows and all that stuff, too, because she loved her husband. It's a good movie, man. Um, I don't think, again, the the bellwether and the benchmark for me in any Western is is uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. It's not that good, but it's a good Western. So right on and Mad Men. I'm I'm in the Mad Men uh, episode five, season two. He's started messing around with that comedian's wife. Don Draper's just a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, and the worst part about it is he made Peggy into a piece of shit. So I wonder if she ever recovers, or if she just no I think, becomes I a think, monster I like he that, does. I think that she um, when she um, lost her baby or whatever. Uh, I think that that was the point at which that was the point of no return. Point of no return. I agree, but here's what I she sold her soul. But here's the thing I think about that: the soul she sold it, the, the devil she sold her soul to, sat in that fucking room with her and told her this: "Forget it. You'll be amazed at how much it doesn't matter after a while." That fucking scene with Don Draper when she had just given birth to the baby and he's sitting there smoking because he's the one who helped her, you know, took her to the hospital or whatever, you know, when she got in trouble or something like that, and. He's just giving her this speech about how you won't care about anything, how you shouldn't care about anything. You want to feel for Don Draper. You want he he had a shit childhood, man. He's the son of a whore and a and an alcoholic. And his mother hated him. His adopted mother hated him. It was an awful life. <laughs> and then, but he's one of these people. The the lessons he learned that from that were all negative. Not I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to embrace everybody that's in my life. And I'm going to love them. And I'm going to be honest and true to them. And that's what I'm going to do. No, it's I'm. He said the world is a shitty, nasty place. So I'm going to go out and fuck everybody. Well, Sometimes, literally. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just it's an amazing TV show. I love it. Um, I love all the characters. Even Pete. Pete is so great because he you. Pete wants to be liked so much. Poor guy. But he's so awkward. I mean, he just doesn't have it. He's almost unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because he's a bad guy. It's because he tries so hard to be it, liked. Exactly. And I, I feel bad for him, you know, because he does really try. And he wants to be good. He wants to help be helpful. And he, but he's so smarmy about it. <laughs> like when he tells Don, I'll follow you anywhere. And he's just like, wait a second. I don't want to get pregnant on the first date here, Pete. You know, <laughs> but Don's a dick. Anybody who, you know, Don is one of these people. He's a, he's a fucking wolf. If he smells any fucking weakness in you, he's going to be all over you. The only people he respects are people who aren't afraid of him. So, and he's a big intimidating guy and he's smart and he's, he's powerful. So it's just, you know, it's hard to, hard to not be intimidated by him. So. Anyway, sorry. It's a complex ahead. character. John, you got any favorite things? Um, yeah, I guess so. Let me have that pluggy. Pluggy. So I'm trying to get queued up here. Uh, 
So I watched this uh, documentary on YouTube that I liked. It's called um, it's called Judoka, and it is a uh, it's like a f- eighteen minute long documentary about um a, like a judo practitioner from the from the sixties. Let me see if I can get it. Doug Rogers. He was a Canadian um, judo practitioner who got a silver medal in the Olympics in judo. And at the time, you know, the Japanese, it was unheard of for a Westerner mm-hmm. to get a silver medal. The Japanese dominated. So after he got the silver medal, he realized, oh, I want, you know, obviously I got to step up my game. Um, so he went to Japan to train with the best of the best, kind of like this boot camp judo crew. And it's it's an 18-minute minute documentation of uh, of his uh, he's still alive of of that whole thing and uh, let's see maybe I'll just play a little clip just a random clip to give you a flavor in a wind tunnel it's like black and white I've got a real palace I can even stand up in it he's talking about his apartment it's like a little closet the judo was a tough part suddenly I was in the big leagues fighting the best police and university judokas I was injured all the first year, but by the end of it, I was doing some of the throwing. I like this already. It's really, it's really cool. It's, it's really pretty too. It's really well shot. It is cool. Judo throws are brutal. Like yeah, they really they are. Look, they like, look so fucking beautiful in yeah. like a, in slow mo like it. Oh, like you should watch clips of just like um, just judo, and then they'll just do like. A, a montage of like different throws, like back to back, like one, two, and each one being different, like mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of throws. That's really pretty to watch. But yeah, Judoka on YouTube. Um, check it out if you're interested in martial arts at all. It's it's a pretty inspiring story, and it's um, I definitely enjoyed it. And for 18 minutes of your time, if you can't sit still for 18 minutes to do something pleasant, you're just a fucking piece of shit. Wow, you're really. You're really calling out our ADHD audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm just, uh, that's more of a numbers thing. Your attention signaling. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the busybody shit, y'all. Cut the fucking busybody shit out. You don't have to fucking wipe down your table again. Everything's okay. Just sit down and sit still. Enjoy a fucking with, documentary about a judoka like, for fuck's sake. Sit still with your soul for a second, you know? But anyway, uh, so that was a good one. And then um, another favorite thing also in the YouTube category is uh, this song. And that there's this whole album, Marty Robbins, that's about I – mean, you're, you're talking about I Westerns. Yeah. So it um, that made me think of that. And I want to start listening to this whole album, but the sort of one of the highlight tracks from – that album is, you'll probably recognize it, but I'm in love with this song right Dad now. Dad is taking the girls. Mom is staying back. She's got to catch up on some work. Um. I love Big Iron. That's a great fucking song. Hardly spoke to folks around him. Didn't have too much to say. The harmonies no are awesome. No one to ask his business. No one dared to make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. Sort of this combined with the judo. It was early. Yeah. 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 When he wrote like Japanese yeah. Western. Yeah. This sounds like it should be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, it really probably was. Riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. 
Quentin Tarantino's not that cool. He's an outlaw loose and running Sounds too good for him. From each lip. <laughs> and he's here to do some business with the big yeah. iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. In this town there lives this is an sort outlaw of, by the name of Texas Ray. Sort of bluegrassy. Many yeah, men just slowed down a little bit. Him and that many men were dead. He was vicious and a killer, though a youth of 24. And the notches on his pistol numbered one in 19 more. One in 19 more. Harry used to play with this force. But, uh, I used to love this song. Yeah, so it's like, and the, you know, and it's just a really nice story. The lyrics are really well done. And so there's a whole album. Uh, Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballads is the name of the album. That sounds uh, awesome. All. So I want to start. You check out more of that instead of just listening to that song over and over again. Isn't the old West fascinating? I'm a big Western guy. I mean, I, it's I, just such a. You need to get Red Dead too. Like for my, it. I don't know. Like for my second album, I actually like, like researched. Like I, I totally immersed myself in Western Western culture, Western shows, Western movies, uh, Western history. Like you know, Western books, the whole aesthetic. Native American-y stuff, mm-hmm. um, music, you know, and, and, like, soundtracks for Western movies, like all the Ennio Morricone stuff, the Spaghetti Western soundtracks, yeah. anything similar to that or related to that. Um, I really delved deep into it. Like, I did research for for to put that aesthetic into this album. Like, I tried to totally immerse my my brain into that aesthetic to create the album that that became the second Juno record hunt which has kind of a sort of a westerny native americany kind of feel to it what's your favorite western that's a tough one um probably lonesome dove the uh series miniseries um i say i view it as a movie it was originally a miniseries but if you buy it on dvd now it's presented as like a four hour long film yeah um, there's there's a it's it's not fresh in my brain like there's a whole bunch of other ones I'm I'm not thinking of right now but well I mean I'm <clears throat> I know Young Guns two <laughs> <laughs> actually Young Guns two is actually it's way better than the first yeah and it's, and it's structured much more like a classical it, western it's so much more entertaining the the characters are better yeah um modern westerns I had never seen I was aware of it. And I knew I should watch it. A Silverado. Oh, and um, Unforgiven is really good. Though. Unforgiven to me is the second best Western um, of all time. And another one that, that's kind of mainstream that I'm not afraid to put up there is... Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone. Tombstone is great. It's one of the most uh, amazing and Oscar snub performances of all time. Fucking that, Val Kilmer should have gotten an Oscar I mean, the, the, it's, with, it's it's proving itself over time. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, because like it's, it's still, It's converting yeah. new people. Because I I thought that way, too. For one thing, I had a little bit of Kurt Russell bias. I didn't think it was a very good actor or whatever. And, you know, and that's not true. Kurt Russell is a good actor. Um, and just, it was, the way it was marketed was not, like a classical western, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's every bit as gritty. It's every, you know, it's it's not well. It's a little bit more polished than than Unforgiven, which is just dusty. You know, it's just it is absolute down the line realism. You know, um, it is more Hollywood, but 
It is such an entertaining movie. And I sit there sometimes and will just on YouTube punch up clips of fucking Doc Holliday talking shit. It is just the coolest yeah, fucking It's amazing. Thing. He's amazing. Um, another one that's, um, that, that would, might surprise people is, um, should help me out. My favorite movie. Uh, three ten to Yuma. Uh, no, no, I just no, watched no. that. No, too. um, we watched it together. It's, it's all fucked up. Um, it's got Hillary Swank in it. Duh. Why can't I remember the name of my favorite movie? I don't know that we watched it together. Yes, we did. There's uh, a western with Hillary Swank. Karate Kid three. No, the the next Karate Kid. Oh, come um, on. It was a it was a western with Hillary Swank in it. It's a western with Hillary Swank and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Why am I drawing a blank on this? It's, um, like, it's literally my favorite movie. Let me look it up. Hillary Swank. And it came out it's like The Horseman. Five years. The, the Horseman. The Homesman. Holmes- Homesman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That movie's awesome. The Homesman is one of the eighty-one percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't give a fuck what Rotten Tomatoes. No, is. It's, but it's eighty-one percent. I mean, that's a good one. But um, no, it's it's um. If you're if you're in a western kick and you and you haven't watched that yet, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's amazing. It's good. It's Hostels, good. Hostels. I, I can see why people watch. might not put it in the western category because it's not a shoot 'em up, bang bang. It's like a, it's like a comic, a, tra- a tragic comedy drama. Mm-hmm. It's very bleak. It's more of a pioneer pioneering movie than it is a western in a way. Than like a you know a cowboy western or whatever. Yeah. Right. Sometimes there's movies that are set in that period that I really like. That aren't thought of as westerns, like the Holmesman. Like it's yeah. not. I'm trying to think of some other examples. Um, you know. uh, well, I mean, the one I always quote that is western, but is even structured like one, but it just doesn't take place in the west. And it's what well, it kind of does Logan. Yeah, yeah. Logan's a western. I still haven't seen it. And that's the funny thing is that I I, I watched Three Ten to Yuma the other day. It's a good movie. Um, I didn't realize that James Mangold had directed that one, and he directed Logan and the Wolverine and all that stuff. And he, man, he's he's got a nice touch. It's it's a real a real bleak, stripped down style. There's not a lot of f- fluff. There's no, you know, there's not a superfluous fucking dialogue. I mean, it's just it's action, and it's cuts to the core of it. what what is it you know let's just do that and that's logan to a t i mean he doesn't you don't you don't need a big explanation about what's going on uh, what all that shit it's not needed i mean it's just i, I want to know the story of this aging superhero who's lost a step and all that stuff that's exactly what i want and that's what a western is you know because the gunfighter guys are superheroes gary cooper and high and high and high noon is a superhero uh you know the man who shot Liberty Valance John Wayne is a superhero but he's not the main character he's it's an everyman who's the main character so you know it's just uh, westerns are I think people look at them in the wrong way they they automatically bring their coffee house liberalism to them well they were killing all these Native Americans and all this and stuff the, yeah, yeah they were yeah, and, and, and I you know and it's, my, and it's, it's, it's glorification of guns and it's machismo or whatever it's like that was the time. It's like you, <laughs> if you didn't carry a piece, you died. Absolutely. Like that, that's why they called it a peacemaker. It's like everyone had one, and that's why. And there's there's also this misconception about um, the wild wild west being uh, lawless and wild. It's like 
Like, no, if you actually look at the statistics, like the murder rates were actually the same as they are now, in some cases less. Um, people got along really well. Everyone respected property rights a lot differently because right. if you didn't respect someone's rights, you, you got, got fucking <laughs> smoked, son. Exactly. You, you couldn't the, even you couldn't even uh, cheat on a bet. You get shot in a bet. Yeah, you, you're you're held accountable for your own honor. Right. And um, um, you know, I I I think it's something that uh, you know, if I could time travel, I'd like to check it out. I would too. I, I you know, there are certain time periods that I. I'm really interested in it. And, and, for, and for a while, Westerns was not one of them. I've always so. wanted to go to like, like, um, like medieval England or like, or Scotland or somewhere like around like 1100, like medieval, just to check out the restaurant scene. <laughs> I want to taste some of this gruel and like bowls of brown. I want to taste some of this nasty shit that they had to live Where they on. didn't have salt. They had no fucking, they had no seasoning accents or flavor. Everything on their was food. Bl- everything was bland as fuck and put into a pot and boiled. And it would, Give you the shits probably nine times out of ten. You, you your your body was a fucking uh, antidote factory because it's being exposed to everything. Oh, they they had some fucking probiotics going. I'm <laughs> yes, sure. Sure. Did. I mean, why, the Native Americans actually one of the drawbacks. One of the reasons they lost is that they were too clean. I mean, they were they they had a real hygiene culture. You know, Europeans did not. That was one of the biggest. That's one of the biggest uh, complaints that Native Americans had about uh, Europeans. You fuckers stink. You never fucking take baths. Enough with, enough with the killing. It's the you shit. You shit. Whatever, but you smell. <laughs> yeah. You shit right next to where you eat. You wear the same <laughs> shit absorbing clothes day after day. Oh, God, um, can you imagine the smell? The yeah, smell of I people can. back then. I mean, it was just. Whew, it was probably rough. I mean, it was just normal. It wasn't a bit like, I don't know. I'm actually kind of more offended by how uh, intolerant people are uh, about the way people smell like in our culture. Because okay. last time I was talking to Dutch about it, you know, or no, I wasn't talking to Dutch. I was talking to, I was talking to my other friend about it when I went to Haiti. It's like, as soon as you step off the plane, man, it's like when you step off, when you step off from the first world, that first world jet into the third world, as soon as you get that whiff of that fresh air. And you, it smells like shit. And I'm not talking about cow manure. I'm not talking about dog shit. Human shit. The whole fucking it, and bo. It's it's not. People people in the United States don't have bo. I've never smelled anyone in the United States that had body odor. No. Compared to what I smelled <laughs> in this place. And so there's one thing I will say. I'll stand up for Donald Trump again when he said these countries are shitholes. First of all, that doesn't have anything to do with race. Uh, second of all, he's fucking right. And the reason why he said that is because he's been there, because they are shitholes. Because because it because they don't have proper sewage. It smells like shit. It's nasty. It's not like anything you've ever experienced. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you can go to that country and spend a day in downtown Port-au-Prince and not get murdered and raped <laughs> and come back from it and tell me that that place is not a shithole... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's a shithole because it's that bad. All right. It doesn't have anything to do with what color the person's skin is, but I'll just say that. But so, and how does this tie into what I was saying? So, yeah, and so people in the first world, they're like, oh, hippies, body odor, I just can't stand, or, you know, or some Tinder profile. I'll be like, just make sure, you know, I just can't handle any kind of body odor. It's like, like, 
we're animals. Like, like dogs have a smell. Humans have a smell. Why are we so concerned with putting a fucking aluminum coated shit on our armpit on our armpits that causes cancer and just to cover up something that's not even unpleasant it's just unfamiliar Mm -hmm. the reason why people think it stinks is because they're not used to it It used to be that's how you identify somebody dogs sniff each other's buttholes it's an it's actually an aphrodisiac you know it's actually there are a lot of pheromones yeah it it actually links to turns things on in your brain the way that someone smells and you can you know it's like what, what's that? It's like would you want to like just get rid of your hearing and not being able to hear what a person's voice sound like? We should all talk into this box that makes all of our voice sounds like robots mm-hmm. or sounds like a flat, you know, sounds like someone else's voice because I'm offended by the way a human voice sounds. Well, that's the equivalent of it to me. It's like <laughs> yeah. you're so fucking shallow that you can't handle the way that you actually smell. I think it's insane. I think it's fucking insane that people have put all this pressure on each other to wear deodorant and shower every day. It's like, I just, I just like, I just like to, you know, I think they deserve a little taste of starvation is all. There's, nothing <laughs> there's a, should, there's a funny story linked to that. Me and Frampton went to go see, uh, Drop, dropkick Murphy's, uh, I'm booing Frampton. Boo. Boo. Um, stupid comedian, but we went to go see, uh, stupid gay comedian trying to spread joy. Dropkick Murphy's at the uh, House of Blues in Myrtle Beach, and it man, it was hot. And uh, I was sweating really bad, man. And some really hot girl, short girl, came over to me, and and she just, she's like, I'll never forget. She's like, Can I s- sniff you? I was like, Yeah. And she's like, Absolutely. And she, and she did. She's like, Oh, I love that. And she kept walking. I was the like, must, the musk. Yeah. I mean yeah. that was that was the extent. Oh, of it. I, I love the way like I love the way a woman smells when she's not wearing deodorant or like even well, like the you know the naughty bits. I, I love that smell. Well, and you know it's a huge turn on for me. And I've also noticed you know one of the reasons women say they like men coming home from work and and smelling that they'll attack you. Uh, that's I was getting ready to say that. Yeah, it's uh, and from the gym too when you're churning out all these fucking. Uh, Pheromones and all that stuff. Yeah, my ex girlfriend would would jump me when I got home from work if she so was what's, here. What's going on with that? Because what's what's going on with that? Because so out of one side of their mouth, they're like, "Oh, body odor is just so disgusting. I just can't handle it." And then they get a whiff of it, and and all of a sudden they're dripping wet. You know what's going on there? It's like there there's like this disconnect. Yeah, they're they're like it's like their closet. You know, they're closet bo lovers or something. <laughs> it's like. You, you understand what you sort of, sort of no, no, I know, I know what you're yeah. saying. My armpits didn't smell bad, but the, uh, you know, the musk of just sweating all day in a hot place, and you come home and you're still a little bit damp from the sweat, and she would just absolutely attack me. Yeah, just suck me right off. It was great, <laughs> it's tremendous. I miss her so much. <laughs> John, you have any more favorite things? Not not off the top of my head now. We can move on. I have uh, this is for bald dudes that shave their heads. I got a new thing. Um, I was just taking like a like a beard trimmer and just buzzing my head, and it's fine. I'd miss spots and it would suck. And I and I'm the type I notice that I miss a spot and I'm somewhere where I can't get it. It'll bug you all day. It bug me. It would bug me all day. But I got this thing. It is specifically made to shave your fucking head. Oh, new new gear. New gear, motherfucker. 
And it is $50 on Amazon, I believe. I think that was all it was. It is uh, the men's five-in-one electric shaver. That's a day's wages for a peasant. <laughs> yep. Men's five-in-one shaver, something, something, something. But it has like an attachment right there. Like that. It's got four blades on it, and you hold it like like you're holding an apple, and it's, you just run it across your fucking it's, head. It's like one of those like those quad helicopters. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's like a drone. But you just run it across your head. It took me five minutes instead of the normal fifteen or twenty to to, to, to try and get every spot. And I did this thing; and it was smooth as a baby's vagina. Regine. And it also has other attachments for your nose and stuff. There's like a brush to vibrate on your head, and. uh I, I did it Monday, and now my hair's um, to the length it normally is when I do it with just the trimmers. So it's I fucking highly recommend it. It might be a cheap generic one, but for fifty bucks, if it uh, if it lasts for a few months, I'll pay a hundred dollars for a good one. That's how much I enjoy it. So if you're a head shaver out there and you want to save some fucking time, get you some electric shave and rub it all over your dome, and take this piece of shit and take five minutes and get that shit off your fucking dome. <laughs> 50 bucks on Amazon. Get it. Um, I'm down. Yeah. Right, right there. What's the name you, of the product? Um, since you're plugging it. Um, it is a generic one, but just type in head shaver. It should be the first one. First thing that comes up. I don't know what fucking brand it is or anything. Yeah, because you don't normally think of a, of a sheet, something specifically for that task. Usually just thinking of a, a standard barber shaver or right. beard trimmer or whatever. They even have uh, cheaper ones. 35 bucks like there's one that's 100 bucks that if once this one goes dead i might just get it see if it lasts longer so yeah that even has a nose trimmer on it yeah neither for your that. nose hair and your ears and your butthole if you're into that yeah <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I've, shaved, I've been shaved the old butthole in a long time i don't i've never shaved my butthole i went fully shorn on the crotch once and i just didn't like it i like it like you know it just depends on it depends on my partner. Obviously, I haven't I haven't shaved down there. It's in, a lot to upkeep, years, and when it starts growing back out, it sucks. But it's like, but there's so much more skin on skin, and it makes your junk look bigger. And it's like, the sounds are better. Yeah, there's less padding. You know, it's just more. There's there's, there's definitely an appeal there. It's more stimulating to mm-hmm. not have hair because the hair kind of like blocks skin from touching skin. It, it, you know what I mean. So when it's just if you're both shaved really well, and the, you know you're making contact, there's like just so many so many more nerves getting touched down there. Mm. It really something to be said for. I know that being said, I'm also like totally fine with a girl having a big bush or me not shaving. I'm comfortable with that too. Girls, girls that don't shave their pits or shave, I've had I've been with girls that had leg hair and armpit hair. It does not bother me one bit. I'm, I've never had it. I don't know that I would it, care. It, and you just I mean, look, I've had, I've you definitely had it, full bush. It looks kind of weird. You'll like be, and you look, look down and say, oh, she's got armpit hair. Well, okay. She's still the same person that I wanted to have sex with five minutes ago. Sure. And um, I have armpit hair too. It doesn't make me <laughs> gross. You know what I mean? She still has the same attributes. But um, and yeah, that's, and that's another thing. So, well, I'll, I'll get on like, I'll definitely get on board with feminism with c- certain things like that. I think it's unfair the way. Uh, it's really unfair, you know, certain standards, the way the, the expectations. But a lot of those expectations are put in place by the women to begin with. Mm. And then they call that the patriarchy when women oppress each other. It's it's really fucked up. I wonder so, how it started, the shaving and the upkeep and all that crap. 
When did that start? Well, it depends on which culture you're talking about. I mean, because some of them don't adhere to that now, you know, I mean, and are much more fluid about it. You know, I bet there's a book about Europeans, it. French ladies. I mean, into, when they started you know, shaving and it became like, it was probably just like a sensual, pleasurable preference mm-hmm. for both parties. And then it just became like anything else that becomes normal. Like, why do people t- get a fucking haircut every week? Just kind of crazy to me, right? Pay pay fifteen bucks for a haircut every week. God, fuck that. That's sixty dollars a month. <laughs> I know. Just to have why someone. Why do people tattoo? Why you know? It's yeah, you know, it's adornment. Just, it's just a it's, thing that we've started doing that's caught on. A lot of people like it. That's one of the main rain, rain reasons why I started shaving my head. Plus, well, it started my hair just started thinning so much it started looking stupid. Trying to pretend like I'm not. Yeah, bald. I haven't seen yeah. you with hair for a long time. I wonder what it looked like. It doesn't look good, and I just. Kept getting haircuts, and then when I got laid off from my last job, I was just like, I'm just not going to go get pay the eight bucks or whatever it was that John charges there in Smithers. I'm just going to start buzzing it. He's, I, he's I still felt, cutting hair for yeah. eight bucks? Yeah. You know how crazy that is? It's usually 15 go, now. Go, yeah. tell somebody, go tell somebody from the... From New York, from you know New England or the left coast that you get your hair cut for eight bucks. They'll shit, them, they'll shit their pants. They're goes, like, it's at least, oh, but getting haircuts at least $20. 30 Or whatever for some of these people. Like, they, they don't, that's one thing that is, they don't understand West Virginia culture. It's like, it's right. like there, there are so many things about this, this area that are just great. Yeah. You can still get an $8 haircut. $8 that's adequate. Haircut. Yeah. I mean, he does, he does the job that you pay him to do. He's definitely cut a lot of hair. Yeah. He's definitely done that. Another thing, favorite thing, um, the video I shared, I think I sent it to you. Of the black guy listening to Freebird for the first time. I didn't watch it yet. It's really good. It's fucking inspiring. Like it could end. Like it could end racism. Not not <laughs> not not just that video, but sharing that type of thing with people. You know, like mm-hmm. this dude had never heard. He said, "I've, I've heard Leonard Skinner like in passing. It's like I've heard people talk about it's it. It's like I've one of those listened. memes where you where there's a black hand and a white hand <laughs> clenching fists. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, this is what they don't want, yeah, or something like that. It's it's the embodiment of that, but for real, right? In a that way. that guy because it's a nine minute fucking song, and that guy experienced so much fucking joy listening to fucking Leonard's fucking Skinner. Like, everybody everybody attributes them to being this." Southern redneck have, racist because band. because they have the rebel flag on shit. Yeah. And a bunch of rednecks listen to them, which, you know, rednecks, not all rednecks are racist. Right. But uh, him watching, li- listening, because it's not even a video, it's just the song, and just the look on his face whenever the, when the lyrics kick in. Or uh, actually, it starts off with the organ, mm-hmm. and and he he like pauses like, it and does like commentary on it. He's like, yeah, he'll pause it. And, like uh, analyzes the lyrics and... and by the time it gets to where the fly, the, the breakdown, he's just sitting there going, <laughs> it's a great then song. Then it goes, he's like, Whoa, <laughs> just, it's a great song, man. Yeah. Like, they get a fucking bad rap and I've, I've participated in giving them a bad rap, but God, I'll be goddamn if they don't have 10 or 15 songs that, will, uh, that you could put up against anybody. Yeah. And, fucking sweet home Alabama is one of the best songs ever. Fucking simple written. man. Curtis Lowe, Tuesday is Gone, Free Fucking Bird. I know, Free Bird has been a bane of my, to my existence every time I go play. Especially in the early days, people would yell, play Free Bird. Sometimes they're just doing it to fuck. Yeah, and you've, yeah. And you've heard the song against your will so many times that it's... But, but, but the point of this is that this guy, to his knowledge, has literally never heard this song before. 
Can you imagine hearing Freebird for the first, like, imagine, it's impossible to imagine ne- having never heard Freebird. I right? want to forget that I ever heard it just so I can hear it again for right. the first time, you know? And when it, when it's going into the solo and he goes, man, they need to go through more breakups or they're going to be fucking playing like this. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that the part in the middle toward the end of the solo where it goes, dun, dun, and he's like, it's like, I think there's two guitars playing. They both have delay on them. Mm-hmm. It's like, but he's like, he just sits there and looks at the camera and goes, yeah, he's, it's like he's never heard an electric guitar solo. Yeah. Was it, was it, you know, it's because a lot of music, just like anything else, is so stratified by culture. You know, it's it, it's like on uh, that thing Dave Chappelle did with the uh, the difference between the races and music, and John Mayer popped up and he said, you know, play this, and he's in the black barbershop. He's like, hey! Shut the fuck up when he was playing. <laughs> and then they played the drums and they were, <laughs> they're all dancing. Shit. <laughs> he said, and then he went to the, they had the drums and the, 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 and the electric, electric organ, organ. And the Cuban guy was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to step it up and not, and then there's like more people yeah. jump in. <laughs> and then that guy doing the robot always does the robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that he might have been a production assistant. He just he always fuck, came through doing the robot. Hilarious. <laughs> that was a good sketch. Yeah, it was. And, and, and it's also right. Right, that um, John, play the fight riff. <laughs> Ex- exporting <laughs> exporting our culture to other countries has caused more freedom around the world. Absolutely, uh, our pop culture, well, our music, our movies, all that shit. Coca-Cola. People airdrop our fucking movies and music into North Korea. Into North Korea. Uh, Just, hey, this is how we got it over here, motherfucker. Right. It's like that, I've talked about this a lot, and um, you know, Eric July talks about it. A lot of people. Have discussed this like okay, let, like back when I was a frothing of the mouth virtue signaling leftist, and I thought that I could change the world with my ideas, um, and all the people I were hang, I was hanging out with, and people I wanted to impress or whatever were, you know, radical leftists and want to be like politically active, and oh, we should go, you know, we should go occupy Wall Street and, uh, you know, fucking do all this this like violent revolutionary stuff and. Um, and I was down, but it was like, uh, what I realized, cause I was trying to be a musician too. And I was really passionate about music. So one thing I realized was, it's like, um, is that culture influences that big is this, is the, the, if you have the ability to influence culture, if you're a great artist of some kind, using that to influence the world is, is more powerful than hanging up flyers or going to a protest or because that's what pretty much it all flows from like the 60s like wouldn't have been the same without bob dylan um etc etc so it's just this whole this whole thing that you know you can change the world more effectively with culture it's all about culture bob marley for god's sake yeah and then that's and that's like you're talking about the globalization the westernization like american music like rock and roll has really freed people yeah yeah um it's it's opens your ideas it opens your feelings up to things that you know and so it's gotten Asians to dance. Yeah, and that's, yeah. The, that, and, and that's the whole thing about you know, you know, art and um and and how to you know influence in culture and it's just kind of people that are kind of uh, all hung up on you should be paid for your art. It's like, well, if someone's willing to pay you for your art, you should be fucking paid for it. But the the purpose of art is to influence culture. If you're you know. If the market gives you money for that, then that's great. But you're not entitled to be paid right for your hobby. 
I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how good it is. It's like I never made. It. I've I've lost so much money for my music. It's not even funny. It'd be I've like spent t- I spent tens of thousands of dollars on music, more than I've gained from it. And I wouldn't take it back for a second because it was my choice. I wanted to try to make something meaningful and put that out there. It was for me. I wasn't pro- I wasn't providing some service that was being demanded by making music. You know that's just arrogance. Well, it's like if I if when I get down into contest shape, I'm going to stand on a street corner and be like. I should be paid for I should be paid for these reps. I should be paid for these delts. These delts are tremendous. I just repped five hundred pounds for two. That should be worth at least twenty five cents. That would never happen on any lift that I do. You said that you were gonna try to squat five hundred, didn't you? Or deadlift something or deadlift. I deadlift five hundred already. That's what I'm saying. Too. Yeah. Obviously you can you can do five hundred for mm-hmm. two. Probably, yeah. You should get paid for that. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of work. Should, it is. Because if you do a task, you should get money for it automatically. Sure. That's the way these people think. It's like, uh, I did stuff, so I should you know, be compensated. Hey, man, nobody asked you to do stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I wiped down my counter again. So that should be, least, be a quarter. At least a dime for that. Yeah, I, I implore everyone to go watch that dude listen to Freebird for the first time. There's a whole genre of videos on the internet of black people listening to white music for the first time. There's also... And it's uh, tremendous. There's a whole genre of... Uh, one of my favorite is Irish people watching people yeah. do Irish accents. You know. Like, like what is that? They, I'm making fun of... Uh, one of the best ones they is... Uh, fucking... Uh, what's that piece of shit? The, the movie everybody loves? Uh, Boondock Saints. <laughs> Watching Irish people watch Boondock Saints is hilarious because they're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> She's it's, like, it's like, is this what the Irish are like in America? <laughs> We're not like back, back home. <laughs> and we all think that that's quintessentially Irish. They all wear cable knit sweaters. It, they all carry guns. It might actually be quintessentially Irish-American, but Irish-Americans are not Irish. They're Irish-American. It's a different culture. They, they split off and did their own thing. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like when it- when Italians mafiosos go over to Italy, a lot of native Italians do not like them. Well, it's not, people it, people don't refer to American culture as British culture. Sure, I they mean, refer yeah. to it as American <laughs> yeah. culture. Like when they come over, they're like, "Oh, it's like provincial." They're like, "Holy fuck!" These basically rednecks for Italian people, like these yeah. stupid dopey fucks. That, you know. Um, I think I had another favorite thing. Oh, there's a show on HBO called Euphoria. It has Zendaya in it, Mary mm-hmm. Jane, MJ. And it's about it's just about people in their late teens being fucked up. Like I've, it looks through. good, but I don't know if I. I'm sure it's a, an emotional slog. So yeah, the, uh, there's drug addicts. There's there's fucking. There's like a, a chubby girl that gains confidence because she had sex for the first time and somebody filmed it, and she was mortified, and it got shared on Pornhub, and then she found it on Pornhub and she read all the comments how everybody was like, hey, God damn, this chick's hot. I'd love to... And yeah. she's like, oh. The fact that men aren't... She gains confidence and, and men then she aren't, starts being a cam girl. Men aren't just attracted or most men aren't just attracted to, you know, skin, skinny. Yeah. yeah. Well, but have you noticed... There's this one thing, an observation going to make that's kind of like umbrage. Have you noticed that women are allowed to like men? Yeah. In, in, in different They're ways. allowed to discriminate Right uh, Like I like a, a Dad bod guy I like you know this I yeah. like this Men If you If you like a, a Thicker woman or something like that oh, you're There's, piece seen, of, there's you're something piece of that's shit. wrong with you Yeah it's like You know what I mean There's like 
If you're discriminating, I like I like thicker women with big boobs. That's what I like. That's so, a really, that's a really good point. The 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 the, the double standard there. It's not okay. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. it's it's well, I mean, it is okay to a certain extent, but even if a woman's pretty and she gets to be on the bigger side, then all of a sudden people start making fun of you behind your back. Oh, he likes to fuck fat girls and stuff like that. What the fuck? I mean, they don't say that about women. Like she likes to fuck fat guys. Nobody cares. You know, they, they, nobody cares about that side of it. Hmm. But you know, it's it's part of that whole patriarchy thing. You know, you're supposed to be more discriminating because you're in control of the culture. I guess is that is that, am I accurate with that? Yeah. I mean, uh. it's like it's it's bullshit. Or he likes to fuck skinny crackhead women. Or he likes to do. You know, let him fuck who he likes to fuck. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, what do you care? Why don't you get a real woman? Yeah, there's that thing too. There's <laughs> that internal thing. You know. Uh, uh, Men and who like, also, women, real men like women with curves. No, real men like women that they like to like. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah, that's, that's that's. And then there's like the counteract. You know, the you know, then they're trying to be self affirming, which is very positive with like bigger girls are like, yeah, because a real woman can't be skinny. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's also fucked up. I mean, and it also comes down to, you know. I like the fact that, you know, and then you have people obesity shaming, all this stuff that, you know, we shouldn't be holding that up and that's, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't look at the magazine. Don't buy it. You don't have to give them your fucking money. You know, like they, they shame this, this big girl who's tattooed and she's hot, man. She's a big girl, but she's tattooed and she is heavy, but she's still beautiful. And they got onto her for, we should not be holding that as our, our standard of beauty. Then what, why don't you tell us what the standard of beauty should be? Why don't you write a fucking pamphlet? You know, or, uh, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. I get so sick of that shit where you could, you're allowed to discriminate uh, against certain groups of people and then people make fun of you for it. You know, I mean, and this is not just personal. This is everything. Yeah. You know, it's oh, it, it's it's the hypocrisy is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember in reading one of my uh, the fantasy, the, the Wheel of Time, this one woman character loved ugly men she's like i don't she's like i can't do handsome i don't like handsome men hmm. and I could yeah i mean she was she I was could, like she, i could understand that actually she was like i like men with scars i like men who are uh, like, have ugly faces but are strong you know she just didn't like like the like the, the quintessential like good looking woman i'm probably gonna swipe left like i'm just not i don't feel comfortable with you know it's like that you know people that like um like women that are like really good at um Having their hair done really well, right, and having their makeup done really well, and they look good in every picture, is a turnoff to me. Sometimes, yes, you're not human. It's right. like it's like you're you're a, something on a TV or a Barbie doll. Like I just don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Like, are you that weak of a person that you can't present yourself unvarnished? It just it it says something, and I'm not I'm not putting them down in any moral way. There are all kinds of women who are who are Barbie dolls and primped and and very good at. Uh, Hygiene, taking care of themselves that look great. Sure. And they're wonderful people. I'm just not attracted to it. it, it, well, it, it it's, it's a turnoff. I do have a definite type, but it does, it, it does shift. Like, and it, it just depends upon the individual. You know, um, I'm trying to think. I like a gal that uh, if she was a cheerleader, she'd be the bottom of the pyramid. There's that. <laughs> That's a definite. But she made thing. the squad. She made the squad. Well, I mean, uh, uh, like Dominican poison. Like, I actually showed. Have me, we showed you Dominican poison? 
Me yeah, thinking so. she's tremendous. Th- me thinking she's just incredibly hot. I showed her to, to, to a picture of a guy and a girl I worked with at Carolina Beach. They thought there was something wrong with me like that. Her boobs are way too big and she, and her ass is you. I was just like, yeah, that's what I like. I don't see the problem. They're like, that's just too much. I'm like, I'm not asking you to look at her in that kind of. I'm I'm asking you. I'm showing you something that I find beauty in. Yeah, you know, and it's just it doesn't have to turn you on. Exactly. They were actually the one guy was actually disgusted by it. He said she's just gross. I was just like, man, fuck him. I was like, I was like, if this w- woman walked in this bar right now, every man in here would be begging for her attention. It's gonna look. You know, that's at least just, gonna look. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why the chicks are allowed to discriminate openly mm-hmm. against uh, the like. I've seen a lot of them. If you're under five ten, don't even bother. Yeah. Or if uh, you don't go to the gym at least five times a week, don't even bother. And that's fine. Yeah, I, that's I don't you like that. It doesn't like. bother me at all. Sure. I still swipe right on them just in case. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. If if uh, one if a male of my profile said things some of the what that they they're misandrists you, you, saying things like that be reported mm-hmm. I would be reported there'd be like a there'd be a Reddit thread about mine yeah because, you get screenshotted you get yeah. humiliated you, you get outed well it's like there's a a girl that she is on my I've known her for years. She, I worked with her at Carolina Beach, and I like her. There's nothing wrong with her. I, I respect her and everything. But she unironically posted something about – I said something about Ann Coulter's appearance, and she said, why don't, we, why don't we not attack her appearance? I'm sitting there thinking, I remember when you posted a meme that said, life is too short for bad wine, some, something else, and ugly dudes. Yeah. I was just like – as an ugly dude, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's just, and I know I'm not hideous or anything, but I'm definitely yeah. not selling any underwear or any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, too. I'd fuck you if I was a chick. I, I know. <laughs> I'll let you pour it on. Um, <laughs> there's a controversy going on. A, um, a trans woman. C- controversy? Yeah, a trans woman uh, called around in Canada, called around to a bunch of uh, salons to get her junk waxed. And um, she was refused by almost all of them because they only do female genitalia. And she's raising all kinds of hell because she's a female. And it turns out she's done all kinds of other things, like wanting to have a pool party with uh, girls uh, from the ages of 10 to 16, where we can go around topless and everything, and we could share the locker room and all this stuff. I'm trying to find the clip. Where she is this was, a trans lesbian by chance? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't want him giving you a bad name, so I don't think it is. Because she does the, not represent my culture. This is uh, her without Alex Jones. If I can find it, pull it up. Like 12 year old girls should be ready to have a transgender man as a woman in the shower, and if they see his genitals, they shouldn't get upset. I, I don't think that's reasonable. I do, um, actually, because, you know, there, people want to start segregating, um, se- uh, segregating sex, and from from what I've seen, in well, I, mean, I don't think the average uh, women particularly have, want to be around a bunch of uh, about a, 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 around a bunch of slongs. Yes and no. <laughs> Remember that slippery slope thing they talked about? <laughs> That's evidence. Yeah, <laughs> this is a pedophile. 
Yeah. That's trying to fuck little girls, and she's trying to force. Not, see, it started with bake the cake for the gay people. Now it's wax the balls. Now, now you must. We have to force these women that work in these salons to touch the genitalia of a biological man. What are we doing, folks? What are we even doing? <laughs> uh, well, it's just, it's just. I just wanted to show that because so Alex yeah. Jones could say schlongs. <laughs> <laughs> schlongs. It's like it kind of relates to like uh, you know, kind of all the the big tech censorship thing, and it's like um, it's like they're sent, they're, they'll censor like just non-offensive conservative videos, like Prager U video or something like that. Um, and they'll ban all these things and they'll ban all these people, but they allow videos of like. Of like of a teenage girl, you know, having a slumber party or something like that, with guys commenting on there. Oh, right here, yeah. you can see her bush, and yeah, at this yeah, time, yeah, yeah, time yeah. these pedophiles basically use you know jerking off to these girls with YouTube videos openly, mm-hmm. and they they're and not sens- they're their not censoring that, and they put time codes up where you can see certain things. That's I've not seen- that's not getting censored, but if you you know, you know, if you're well now they. Anti-taxes, then you're a piece of shit. Um, they disable comments when they start seeing that. They turn the comments off. But it's it's gross. But then we're going to try to force these immigrant women, because that's usually who works in these salons, to wax people's balls. You should be able to refuse service if you don't like their shirt. Who gives a shit? Go find somebody else to wax your nuts, you freak. Yeah, it's it's um, you're free to dis- to discriminate. You're not, actually, but... You should, should be free to discriminate against yeah. people based on because you're not their slave. Are you going to get your balls waxed whenever you do the bodybuilding thing? Is this fully nude whenever you do the? You're, you're not fully nude. No, you're not going to oh, get a Brazilian. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. It's long, like it's long shorts. Wear a kilt. That's a thing. Long shorts. You can't see the quads. Not in. in it's classic, sort of like fight shorts. Classic bodybuilding is is, is different. It's uh, there is a focus on the upper body. I mean, your your legs obviously have to be good too, but and again, I might be carrying too much muscle for it. Like, you know, you you have to be fairly lean. So I I, I don't know. I might have to. I'll have to see how it goes. So, I mean, that sounds egotistical, but it's not. I mean, it, you're sometimes just carrying too much muscle to be. No, you don't sound like a douchebag at all. <laughs> I mean. No, no, I mean that you don't. I, I know. I'm just saying that <laughs> that you know a guy. It's a it's a lean beach physique type thing, and it's now classic bodybuilding. They do, however, have I don't know around here classic bodybuilding shows where the aesthetics are aesthetics, where it's not you know well who's the biggest Hulk who comes in here who can barely get out of his fucking car, you know that's not bodybuilding. It never was. You know it never should have been. You know and and you know as big as they should have gotten. Is Lee Haney? That's as big as they should have gotten. I mean, it's just it's it's unreasonable, and it's dumb. It's I mean, it's stupid looking. All right, <laughs> anybody got anything else? Any uh, umbrage? I guess we've kind of went through the umbrage sort of. I just didn't play the theme song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, on what song would you uh, off of your album Hunt? What song would you uh, pick to go out on? Uh, probably. Maybe track four. Track four. Move over. Well, we already came. We already played that song on there once, didn't we? Maybe. How, how about um, track six? 
Control? Yeah. All right. This is the end of the episode. This is by John Morgan slash Juna. It's called Control. Thanks for listening, you bunch of queeps. Takes a bus just to raise a child. I know a place where they just run and walk. I can't help but even laugh. In Georgia, oh, I love a 